launch, launch, launch. Yes, exactly. I mean, we are resplendent with beverages today uh, on the old podcast table. Um, we're running out of room for computers. We have so many beverages. The old podcast table. We do. We are doing so well. And uh, to my left is... Nick DeVito. And to his left... Dan Crouchy. And... Johnny Mac. And... Cam Vanderhorst. And Greg Huth. Greg Huth, by the way. So, uh, Greg's... Greg... Oh, listen to that. Oh, you cork soaker. Um, that is the, the sound of a Woodford Reserve cork. Coming that out of its good. oh fucking bottle. That is, I don't even want any drips to go on the table. Not because I'm worried about the table, <laughs> but that fucking Kentucky man. That's like the pride of oh Kentucky, just there. Look, oh that's so sensuous. I'll get you a towel. Almost, mm-hmm. almost all my favorite my... whiskeys have had squeaky cooks. Oh, I'm gonna be in my bunk. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh fucking. Delicious. Oh, Give me so none good. of that. Yeah, God damn it, John. <laughs> what do you mean? Whiskey. Are you man, doing October? Bourbon? Sober October? I'm not doing whiskey or bourbon. Oh, Maybe for the man. rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a good life so far. I'd like to keep having it. So I might stay away from bourbon forever. I did cheat, though. Uh, I had that old fashioned at Moonglow. Yeah. There you go. Well, that old fashioned at Moonglow is more of a. That place was cool. Religious experience. Yeah. So was that your first time ever going to yeah, Moonglow? Yeah, I'd never yeah. been there. Yeah, so that's uh, Kevin Moore and Hadley. Um, they are our Renaissance rockabilly people that have been doing the Road Rash Bash at their property uh, for for ages. And Kevin is a street rider extraordinaire. Hadley's an art teacher, and she is... Uh, so, like, this family just has this strong basis of creativity and art and music and their band is called 45 spider and they're fucking huh. fantastic that's cool and so everything they do is just fun and yeah. and, and aesthetically pleasing yeah 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 there's nothing they've ever done that doesn't look cool and so now they've got a building and the building yeah. is i mean not just the garage mahal yes which is epic but this this moon glow thing is just fucking Howard Hughes yeah. stainless I gotta steel say, chairs. I think that was a happy accident. Was the cause of the accident? What's that? On the ride? No, nah, so that was that whole thing. I mean, we talked about this in the podcast. <laughs> so it's okay. This is open for discussion. Okay. Um, but so we just had our Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, as we did last Sunday. And we, we, we briefly mentioned in a previous podcast that this, uh, this woman from uh, the east side of Cleveland was very upset that we did this ride that left Porco, went out and fucked off for 70 miles or whatever, and then came back to Porco. Mm-hmm. And so, and she was very upset by that because she lives way on the east side. And this way on the east side thing really chapped her ass because we couldn't have a ride that was in her neighborhood, okay, wherever that might be. And I'm not saying I'm against people who live on the east side. Some of my best friends live in Lake County. So um, <laughs> that's fine. I'm, I have no problem with that. But what really was the the thing that worked out funny was I happened to go to Moonglow. I happened to be bullshitting with them one night, and I was like, you know, they got a good parking lot. Yep. Their location is South Central. It like, was rad. It was cool. And I said, would you guys be up for that? And then maybe rather than spinning back on Porco and interfering with their staff night, mm-hmm. we could just end up somewhere else and not fuck them over for their whole Sunday. And yep, turns out they were they were very receptive to the idea. That's cool. How cool is that, by the yeah. way? So uh, that worked out great. 
and they were super happy to have us and damned if they didn't deliver yeah. i mean yeah so very good vibe man yeah i really appreciate them opening on an off day yeah and sure. this is the thing that i have to say is both for porco and for moonglow lounge that's their sacred Sunday. I don't know if you guys have ever worked in the bar industry, well, but yeah. Sunday is sacred, man. That's the only day yeah. you don't deal with assholes. Mm -hmm. And here's a hundred plus dressed up What's the difference on motorcycles. Bartenders and uh, toilets. I don't know. Uh, toilets only deal with one asshole at a time. Uh, <laughs> and they were hustling. They were hustling. They hard. were hustling because everybody was doing mixed like. Yeah, hard to make drinks. Well, yeah, because of course you're going to get that's their thing. That's yeah, yeah. Their cocktails a, were flowing, and there was yeah, not was an easy drink ordered all no. night long. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, so I was very impressed. And they've only been open a month and a half. So yes. they, oh, wow. So they're very new at this game. Wow, and they did yeah. great. So they, they totally yeah. blew us. Away. I mean, they nailed the aesthetic. Our bartender even had a mini skirt and go-go boots <laughs> on, and the hair the haircut was like perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I think that that was a wonderful place for us to end up. And here's to and I'm going to stroke the DGR dick for a little bit. Not DGR corporate, not DGR, you know, as a whole, but our particular group, we said we were going to leave at 5, which we know means 515, 520. Mm -hmm. uh, just simple fact of life. That's just the way it works. That's not even scooter time. That's just event time. We're not going to try to dick somebody and leave right, right on time. Yeah. Right on the money. Yeah. But we were rolling out at 523, safety briefing everything. And we got to... Um, Moonglow, I told him we'd be there at 7.15. We got there at 7.25. And I was yeah. like, fucking nailed wow. it, man. So our road guards did great. Um, the whole group of us as a whole, uh, you guys know, I kind of, I leaned on it a little bit once it got moist. Once it started to act like it wanted to rain on us, um, we stepped up the tempo just a little bit. And uh, things were positively, I've had reports from the back of the pack that there was some 75 and 80 miles an hour hit at the back of the accordion. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. I was at the front, yeah. and really it didn't feel that bad. Like, right. honestly, the wind was drying me off as I got wet. Yeah. And I it was, was underbiked. Short. I mean, my yeah, the super hawk trying to catch you go all the way from the back up to the front. <laughs> <laughs> did it start to rain? A little bit. Yeah, just, I did. I got a little bit. Just I got like damp. a couple minutes. Huh. I yeah. bailed out towards the end. I'm like, I just... Uh, yeah, I bailed out towards the end, too. On well, land, right? Land or road, going south. Did you make it out of the Mexican restaurant? No. 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 I couldn't get did you make it into the Mexican restaurant? I made it into the Mexican and I turned the bike off, and I... I, I I told John, I was like, I'm not going to be able to start it back. I was worried about oh, that the whole time. Man. Yeah, because I, I had a bad, dead, dead battery. Oh, the Superhawk just drained all the electrons. Yeah. Oh, I was like, do you man. have a, did you bring a jumper cable of right. any sort? No. I don't, I don't I want about a wire that we can I touch from positive to No. That, anything. Yeah. No, you know this is a problem. Uh, to, be, to be fair. You're an electrical <laughs> engineer, for God's sake. To be fair. It, it showed... <laughs> I, I commute with it to and from Solon. Yeah. And it, it's just fine. What's but the matter with that? But apparently, going to Porco and then riding 30 miles is too much. Partic participating in the best slash worst episode of Mad Men possible. Bill Muir's son, Bill Muir Jr., said when you were trying to start it, he made a comment about a lot of fuel coming out your exhaust pipe. Really? Well, because if That's you don't all have that spark, power, right? Well, he was just saying, <laughs> that power. he said liquid fuel. Huh. Like, was it badly flooded somehow, maybe? 
I don't know. Uh, something that's something to look into. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was a problem. A sunk float or something. Like Maybe. That. That's yeah. true. That's possible. Yeah. Are you Any still using your electric starter? No, no. My uh, my solenoid does not work. So that's good. That's I, I kick it every time. You I should kick, kick every it. time. I think too, your yeah. bike doesn't like riding with me because every time we've ridden together, that bike right. It's always had oh yeah. Issues. There you go. Yeah. Is it turning over nice and easy? Like when you kick it, it kicks through easy. Yeah. Oh, it kicks yeah. real a, easy. A popular problem is there's three screws on the starter sprag, which mm -hmm. is on the back of the flywheel, yeah. uh -huh. and they come loose, yeah. and then they can rub on the inside of the case, so it makes it hard. Whoa, 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 yeah. wait a second. I'm about to have my mind blown. You need to say that again because for anybody who owns a <laughs> Honda Dream yeah, yeah. or a Honda Superhawk. Yeah, yeah. There's three panhead screws. There are very few things that I've never heard before on that motor. And go ahead. So the starter sprag clutch goes on the back of the flywheel, yes, and it has little rollers, you know, as a starter sprag kind of does, and everything. And there's three big panhead screws that mm -hmm. hold it to the back of the flywheel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But over time, those are known to back out, and when they back out, they start rubbing right against the, the case. Hell yes, they and do. And you'll go to start, and it'll be like, it'll it'll start. Hmm. It won't want to turn over. Okay. And if you do get it started, you're you're chewing up your cases. Destroy your cases. Mine, you I had started. to. I I took mine apart, and that was the problem. And also. Hmm. My sprag had cracked, so I just gutted it out, mm -hmm. took it all apart. Wow. I kickstart only. See, mine just yeah. clicks when I press the button. Okay. Yeah, clicky clicky. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I well, think at least there's a click. Yeah. Eh, oh. Just kickstart it. Yeah. 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 But still, running out of electrons. Yeah. I'm going to take the you stator. You can't carry out. enough electrons with you. Because I, I, I guarantee it's, there's like a short in the stator or something right. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's the problem is you're not making any fresh ones. Do you you're know anybody who knows how to check a stator? Yeah, well, that's the fucking problem right well, there. He I'm probably doesn't even own a multimeter. I mean, yeah. Like I an just, electronical I, engineer? But Jesus I've been Christ. looking on forums, but, like, nobody can, like, nobody knows what a good stator, what the resistance should be. Nobody's like, ever seen one. Right. <laughs> so it's like. As I long as the internet has existed. But I can't guarantee it's any better. Well, but right. I'm also going to say it's a different one. I'm thinking I'll just take the stator apart, count how many wines come right. off, and put fresh ones yourself. on yeah. Yeah. yeah or math it i mean you yeah. can easily count yeah. the, you can count the windings you know we joke all the time cut it open and count the rings but really with a yeah. stator that is how you determine the electrical value mm -hmm. of the of that maybe item. maybe add a few extra oh i would add a few extra yeah yeah, yeah. you I do alternators definitely. too uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no but they do have people that do that yeah um so this was the this was as much as we talked about that triumph lady and her awful email or about <laughs> the DGR. Why, why couldn't the DGR go down to Akron so that I broke down Exactly, we broke down at home, yeah. right? And why so couldn't your bike have made it to Route 8 so that we could, I could have I towed you with a rope? Why did, well, that's cool. What if you, you could have not got said, we'll, we'll do it. I said we changed yeah, the route for it. So awesome. we changed the route for I just don't know whether she actually showed up as a result. Of I was listening to out, and I, I didn't, didn't see it. Why are we listening to a woman's opinion about the distinguished gentleman's ride? I don't listen to women's opinions about anything. I don't, by the way, I don't take no orders from no women, by the way. By the way. So, it was a happy accident, though. I can beat that. So, uh, two days before the DGR, oh, what anybody would call 11th hour. I get well, this. you're not at home. You're miles or you're hours well, from I was home. down in Columbus at the yeah. AIM Expo and stuff. So, I get this email. You're going to like this one. I'm going to leave the name out just because. <laughs> Phil, I just got an email with the updated route for Sunday's DGR. 
When I registered, the route was an out and back, starting and ending at Porco's. But now it ends in Northfield. Why the bait and switch? Ew! Hold on, hold on. We're not done yet. With the later start time, for those on the west side of town, that means a long, dark ride home while avoiding interstates and hoping not to have any mechanical problems. And rain. Get a better bike, <laughs> shithead. At least Pork... Oh, we're still going. At least Porco's is centrally located for everyone as a starting and finishing point. In, it's it's located centrally for everyone. For everyone. In, what is it about Westsiders that they can't comprehend that other people exist in Northeast Ohio? <laughs> Fucking A. I'm disappointed and will likely drop out of the ride at some point oh, to head man. back west. Good. I appreciate your efforts in organizing the ride. Do but, you, though? <laughs> but do wish the route was as originally advertised. First of all, we don't advertise our route. We make the fucking route, and if you don't like it, go fuck your head. It's a free event. So exactly. How did, how did you feel when the ride ended out in North Royalton the year before? Or how did you feel the right. year yeah. before that where yeah. it fucking, I don't even know where it fucking, you know Who knows I mean? where it went? We've it's been doing this shit since 2012. It was only miraculous that we, this is the only time it's ever started and ended in the same point, And you should have known that that wasn't going to fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, being that I had my wife in the room with me and I could not <laughs> respond the way I would want, want to respond, to. I had to respond in the politically approved method of responding when my wife, Dr. Waters, is in the room. Dear person's name. Fuckface. Uh, <laughs> sir or madam. <laughs> sir or madam. To whom it may Ready? concern. Thanks for the feedback. If you'd like to, you can ride home with my wife and I. We live in Avon Lake. We'll be on Vespas and keeping it slow. We may even be stopping by the shop on the way home if you need any support or have any mechanical issues. Phil Waters, Cleveland. Kill him with kindness. God bless you. You know what? You can ride with our my wife and I and our retarded friend John <laughs> on his Superhawk on the freeway at 55 miles an hour, lockstep and gone. But, yeah, so I wrote, you know, I don't know what kind of bike this person's riding, but clearly... Sounds like a piece of shit, Phil. <laughs> for the west, those on the west side of town, that means a long, dark ride home while avoiding interstates and hoping not to have any mechanical problems. I don't know. If you can pony up for that massive uh, 11 horsepower Dr. Waters is throwing down on her 150cc Vespa, if she doesn't dust your fucking oh, ass... Oh, she's a 150. She's on a 150. That only has 11 horsepower? Yeah. Yeah. The minimum... The minimum... The bigger one. It's 11... It's 11.15, correct? I felt like I was holding you guys back. No. No, as Dr. Waters put, I was maintaining a GPS indicated 50 to 60. So we were 50 to 60 GPS. Yeah, yeah. I... You know, there was a little bit of wetness. There was a little bit of moisture. And, of course, we're not wearing proper riding gear. We're wearing DGR stuff. And I... When we got off the freeway, we peeled off at 140th, and you blasted away from us. Because Bruce Because Bruce by. showed I up tried to catch in the car. Because he's right? going to my house. Yeah, he's going to your house, exactly. So when you took off, uh, we just sauntered down the exit ramp, and I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I feel terrible if I was going too slowly, but I figured 55 to 60 was safe. 
on the freeway. And we, we did freeway the whole way back. Mm. So we made beautiful time. It didn't feel like we were doing horrible. I and mean, I didn't think we were dangerous either. No, no, no. You know, we didn't have anybody yelling at us or whatever. But it's three moderately powered bikes. Uh, you know. The Superhawk at 60 is... It's about all she got, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can get more out of it. Yeah. But, uh, well, why bother? I don't why wanna... blow up another Superhawk, yeah, Christmas? Exactly. Uh, yeah. I don't need a hold piston. <laughs> right, exactly. You got just enough holes in you is all you need. So, <laughs> so was... I asked Dr. Waters, I was like, I felt bad, you know, if, if we were going too slowly. Because she wanted to get home. She had to wake up at 4 o'clock the next morning. Mm. So for her, it was already too late. And she's like, no, that was cool. Whatever we were doing, that was perfectly fine. I was like, what well, was indicated? She goes, oh, yeah, it was indicated like up to 64. We know Vespas are a little bit, a little bit off on the Speedo, a little optimistic. But I was very happy that our trip home went so well yeah, yeah, yeah. and that we did not get, I mean, we got rain for maybe three minutes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I didn't even have to even think about putting on a, a, a rain jacket. And you basically got steam cleaned. Yeah. Like if we were all, we were all yeah. on mostly old bikes with yeah. either yeah. you know primitive water cooling or yeah. air cooled, so <laughs> yeah. we got that. It was just we, our, we all got free steam cleaning. Yeah, it's, I'm Cleveland Heights, so eight straight home. Yeah, and exactly. it was easy. Honestly, that was easier than coming back from Porco. Yeah, it, seriously. Yeah, yeah, it was. I do like that spot. I you know it's tough. It's tough sometimes. You're like, God damn it! I want to go be classy tonight. I'm gonna go drink at Moonglow. And just be in that room, right? And right. then you're like, ooh, it takes me like 40 minutes to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I could be at Porco at 12 yeah. minutes. <laughs> I think right. it's cool to turn a lot of Clevelanders on to Moonglow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. normally wouldn't. They wouldn't try it. Right. Yeah, Ride true. fast, take chances. I wore white pants with no fenders. Yeah, ooh. In rain. Man. You're talking about living and fucking was, on the edge, Yeah, pal. I was on the edge. You'd have a big brown stripe <laughs> up your ass. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to wear pant, white pants after Labor Day. Labor Day. Labor Day. Right. I know. No, no, they, they, that turns out that was all just made up for uh, oh. to to <laughs> to upper class uh, to class fight wealthy people. Well, we know that's not a problem at this table. No, at this table, <laughs> fuck no. But now that I know you like to wear white pants on a bike with no fenders, we're there going through go. the mud next time. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a special mud section. The uh, well, it did work. I was I very dream happy. Of that. What? Yeah, no shit. What else ended up in the sag wagon? Because the guys Nothing over else. Um, North America. No, there was a there was the um, Moto Guzzi 850T3. I did not know I that. Did oh, not I the white. That. Yeah, that I saw that breakdown. I heard other people mentioning a breakdown. So apparently he may or may was not that have after gotten it. me? Because I I got yes, it. that was almost okay, right after we left the restaurant. Something about that Mexican food did not agree oh, with God. the older bikes. <laughs> the Mexican food itself. I asked them if they were going back, and they said, no, probably not, so they were probably screwed. Bruce's mm. buddy on oh, yeah. the Indian, it spit out its battery, but he had an extra battery, so he just plugged it back in and kept going. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Or turned around and went home. I'm like, how does it spit out its battery? That's weird. Wow. So it really, it was and just you must like, have known it was going to spit out the battery because you brought, an, brought, extra an, extra, brought yeah. an extra battery. I must have brought an extra before. battery. So yeah, it, was just, it was just the two mechanical failures, possibly. possibly. One, possibly two. Yeah. I'm running failures. my Superhawk on uh, exit sign battery, yep. double yeah. exit yeah. sign. Did you, so when you got your bike put into the Triumph van, mm-hmm. then did you proceed with the Triumph van? Yes. Uh, okay. They brought me back here. Here, okay. Um, and and they, they redeployed? They did whatever they wanted to do. Yeah, I, don't, okay. I don't know. Went home or something. They don't they seem to make. They didn't go all the way to Moonglow. No, no. no I think it. I think that was the end of their night. Yeah, um, I was waiting for them to kind of show up as the tail of the um, dog, and it never showed up. So. so yeah, they dropped me off here, and I yeah. a friend of mine picked me up, and and uh-huh. he was like, "Hey, you want to go bowling?" So we went bowling. Got <laughs> uh, rear-ended. And then after oh, we went no. bowling, we got rear-ended in his beautiful '87 Toyota mm. 4Runner. Uh, what? 
stuff. So oh. did we ever find they the took guy? Off. Yeah, they got. Well, oh. we got the plate number. But, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, uh, stolen. I, I, oh, someone stole it. Oh, yeah, Cleveland. Well, I know you got twice. the plate number and everything, but that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean we'll find them. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've heard that. I've you didn't get rear-ended yeah. in Cleveland. You got rear-ended in Lakewood. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. Yeah. We were right on the edge, and they were like, yeah. no, that's Cleveland. Lakewood <laughs> said that? Or whoever it was <laughs> <Yeah>. said that. <laughs> I, when I got hit on Halloween, I was right in front of Enterprise Car Rental, which to anybody else around here, we would swear to up and yeah. down that's Lakewood because yeah. Lakewood runs all the way up to Kinley for fuck's mm-hmm. sake. Yeah, yeah. And I got blasted by a DUI, and the DUI was she was great. She was like, oh, you know, whatever. And these Lakewood cops show up, and I was like, I know it's Halloween. I know I'm wearing eighty pounds of metal Roman warriors armor. <laughs> However. That chick is totally fucked Trashed. up. She just ran into the back of a E three fifty. And, like, tried to fit her big fucking GM Sequoia into the back of a Ford E350. And it didn't work. <laughs> so, like, but it did make the E350 much taller for a very brief period of time. So, Man. they were like, well, that's Cleveland. And I went, is it really? And I, they were like, yeah. So, I looked up the address for Enterprise Car Rental. And it's fucking Lakewood, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty I sure... I thought this side of the bridge was Lakewood. That this side of the bridge <clears throat> is Lakewood. And to me, I think that's one of those deals where it's just like, huh, well, technically, their front steps are Lakewood. <laughs> but the road surface, eh, I call bullshit. Because Cleveland didn't do fuck all. Yeah. She was able to tow that car and get out of there without getting arrested for DUI. Oh, man. Even though wow. these cops are all standing there looking at this bimbo... Who's like you know is whose makeup is all over her airbag, you know, and clearly, yeah, it looks like literally the airbag looked like Joker, uh, but <laughs> they're just cutting yeah. her the biggest Living break in, in the world. They just yeah. didn't want to write it up. So it was a long Halloween, I guess. So my old roommate was a firefighter, yeah, and uh, he had a brain tumor, and it was operated on, and I donated to some. Job? <laughs> <laughs> I donated to a charity fund for him, and now, as a result, every three months or so, like yeah. clockwork, I get a phone call from somebody okay. that's trying to collect money for some police officers. Oh, all right. thing. Mm. So they called me last week, and I was on the shitter, and I actually said, Look, do you want me to go through the list of why I'm not sending you people any fucking money, right. or do you just want to hang up and call the next person right. on your list? Yeah. Probably safer to just hang Because we're going to start with the front plate issue right. that you guys <laughs> are fighting. <laughs> Which might be going away. Which, are, are you hey. pro or... I, I'm, so, I'm totally anti-front plate. Right. I'm drilling yeah. my shit. I know that that shit's awesome because when I go and get historical plates, they only give me one. Mm-hmm, and right. I don't... I mean, mm-hmm. look, man, if you're only giving me one historical plate... I'm only putting one on the car. Yeah. For the rest of my life, you know, because... It's 50 years. Right. I still get renewal notices for car. I still get renewal. It's 2050. 2050. 2050. Yeah. Because I just get that. I'm like, so wait, it's always 2050. You're not going to change it. When are you going to change that? When are you going to up it? It's going to be a very interesting problem for my 90 year old ass to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) I still get renewal notices for cars I sold before I could drink legally. Uh Do you guys recommend, for for my Super Hawk, would you guys recommend a historical plate? Because my birthday just happened, and I did not enjoy renewing all of my plates. Are you... You have, like, three things to renew. Do you like police officers? Four things. Do you like meeting police officers? How do you feel about police officers in general? Hmm. 
Do you want more or less police officers in your life? I mean, less, but... I okay. I do historic plates on a lot of my bikes for yeah. the same reason. It's 25 bucks. I'm not renewing the plates on five or For six how many miles I really right. ride in a year? Yeah. It yeah. really comes down to what you say to the cop when you get pulled over. Right. Where are you going? Going to the club meeting. Bingo. Yeah. There you go. I'm going up to Cleveland Moto. Where are you going? I'm I working. I'm taking it to get serviced. I, yep. there Just are... fix the brakes. It's a test ride. Test ride. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, yep. I I have been. You're I not going to work. Using. You're not going to the grocery store. What if I do go to work? What if you do? What if you do? You're an engineer. You're bringing it in for. I don't know. I wouldn't tell him that. I would sell him <laughs> if it's eight o'clock in the morning. I guess they're not going to go into the parking lot and be like, "That bike has historical plates." You are on your way to get your bike fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, about two weeks ago, I was yeah. stopped by the police at like eleven thirty at night, riding home from the carnivore cruise, with my model year plate on my '76 BMW. Mm-hmm. Right. Cops stopped me because I was yelling at these guys who pulled right out in front of me, and I had to swerve to the other lane mm-hmm. to not get creamed by them. And, you know, he's like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. You know, nice bike. Go on your way. Okay. Never asked me what I was doing at 1130 yeah. at night riding a bike with what's clearly historical place. On the other side of the coin, I did get pulled over in Rocky River for no other reason than driving at night with a historical plate. Interesting. And I said, I'm coming home from a Japanese, vintage Japanese motorcycle club meeting, mm-hmm. and here's my card. I'm a field member. Mm-hmm. Right. And he said, all right, I was just checking. I, you know you're not allowed to ride that just all around. I'm like, just oh. willy-nilly. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. that's that's the issue. It's not heroin and opiates. It's people right. riding 30-year-old yeah. motorcycles. Well, it's something that people are signing up for. So <laughs> they know the rules. So I will let you guys know. How's that boot taste, Nick? <laughs> it is the worst case scenario is uh, in a previous life, I used to be a police officer. And... Not that long after not being a police officer, I uh, availed myself of the enjoyment of a 1969 El Camino. And uh, as one does, I happened to have a license plate that was my dad's license plate that said PW383 on it. His was a charger, hence the 383. Mm -hmm. So figuring that most people wouldn't know, but the PW part's still applying for my initials, Fuck it! I got this, you know, 1969 PW383 license plate. I'll just chuck it on the back of the El Camino and register it correctly. Model your plates, which you can do in the state of Ohio. You do have to keep the bullshit plate that they give you in the car with you, yeah, so that you can show that you do have the correct tin. It has to be with you. Uh, and I know you're, no, you're a former police officer, and no offense intended, but you also have to carry a copy of the law with the model year plates with you before some C student pulls you over and tries to have your car towed because they don't understand the laws they're hired to enforce. Well, we're going to get that to that in a second. <laughs> At the time, I was living in the heights of Cleveland, actually the heights of university, mm. and I was commuting back and forth to work in said 1969 <laughs> El Camino that looked like Batman's pickup truck. You know, louvers everywhere, loud, extra super loud solenoid door shape switches and all the stuff so I could put motorcycles in the back of it and look like a tough guy. And I was using this as my back and forth to work car for quite a while. And at some point, a police officer greeted me in my driveway. Very early in the morning. On like a Wednesday. And uh, now this car wasn't loud. I mean, it had glass packs in it. Mm-hmm. It had a nice tone. It was muffled. It's a small block, yeah. but it is fine. And so he pulls me over like as my reverse lights are going out and I'm going into drive, 
the, his lights come on. He was waiting for me. Blind this man. was entrapment <laughs> of the highest order. So, doesn't even have to put the siren on. I just immediately pull over in front of my neighbor's house. And he does all the things. And he comes up and says, you know, what's going on with the license plates? And I said, well, they're model year plates. It's a historical vehicle. Yeah, yeah, I got that. And I said, well, what? why do you have me pulled over? I was achieving a maximum velocity of six, you know. <laughs> First, I was going negative four. And now I'm going positive wow. six when you pulled me over. That's the net average. So what the fuck, man? Well, it's Wednesday. You're bright. You're one of the smarter ones. <laughs> and, uh, and he says, well, yeah, you can't be driving this on a Wednesday. And I went, what? Well, yeah, yeah, I can. And he says, no, you can't drive this on a Wednesday. This is weekends and holidays only. And I went, among other things, to or from yeah. servicing the vehicle, to or from showing the vehicle, to or from buying or selling the vehicle or parts for the vehicle and events and all kinds of cool stuff. I've well, actually had people at the DMV tell yeah. me, you know, if you get those, they're only good for parades. Right. I'm yeah. like, right. okay. Yeah. Sure. Lady. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure lady. Yep. And so are you. And all <laughs> the six people that hold you up and keep you from floating away. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? And so I said, well, if it'll help you, I've been doing historical plates my entire life because not only have I always had, my father has always had, my family's always had old cars, but we have always been unabashedly cheap. Like Scottish Jew inbred cheap. Levels of cheap that most people don't get anywhere close to. So historical plates were going on any vehicle the day it was one day over 25 yeah. years old. Yeah. Is, are you insulting Scotsmen or Jews? I don't know. <laughs> Again, <laughs> the sure. love child betwixt the two. You know, it's great when nations interact. Yeah. So it's a it's its own little kind of thing. Uh, and you know, instead of Glasnost, you could call it like Glashvitz. You know, that's <laughs> oh a it's a really really weird thing. But I said I happen to work next to an automotive shop that is did you miss on the fact that this is a 1969 General Motors product it needs help constantly like so if you want me to write the ticket and I will provide you with a receipt that says that the place next door to my shop that does all the work for us is is always fucking with this car yeah. and uh, he's like well what I, just write the fucking ticket I'll show up at court with a receipt of where you, I go. I will exactly. Please, write me a ticket. And I was just like, write the ticket so I can go to work, so I'm not late for work. So yeah, he spent about 20 minutes calling supervisors and came back and he goes, I'm letting you go this time. But if I see you driving again on a weekday, I'm towing it. And I said, no, you have to replay the conversation. Because if you see me driving it again on a weekday, I'm probably still servicing the vehicle. It doesn't mean you get to tow me next time out of some weird disclaimer or weird like double jeopardy rule that you've created. It means I'm still in the process of resurrecting a General Motors car from 1969. This is going to take years to make good. And when it's good, it will break again because it's a General Motors car from 1969. 
So get used to seeing it and get used to this being my alibi. Except for Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays and holidays, in which case I'll be enjoying the car dramatically. <laughs> you have nothing to say on those days whatsoever. It runs perfectly on those. Those days, days it means no service whatsoever. <laughs> and so I, I did. I, I was able to evade him or at least lose his attention for quite a long while. And then I got pulled over by that guy again when I had my Harley in the back of the thing. Mm. And uh, my Harley had historical plates on it, too. (laughs) (laughs) But he couldn't get you on the Harley. The Harley wasn't touching the ground. It was like the turducken of historical plates. (laughs) Yeah, he pulled me over, and he's like, he goes, really? He goes, now you're using a historical vehicle as a commercial vehicle on a Wednesday. Oh, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, commercial vehicle? And he's like, well, I know you're running a shop, and at the time, I wasn't legally. <laughs> I just happened to be working on a lot of motorcycles in my backyard. And uh, I was like, I'm not running a shop. And he's like, really? Really? You're not running? And I went, no, I'm not running a shop. Craigslist was a very young thing back then, you know, and trading times. Just because I had a couple of ads posted up saying, you know, if you want inexpensive motorcycle repair show up at my house and I had my address there. I really hadn't laid down too thick of a smokescreen. I wasn't, I wasn't doing my best to stay below the radar. So yeah, he was cool about it the second time. He didn't, he didn't hmm. fuck me over too bad. So he read the it. rules before that second encounter? Yeah, he was more like, he was more like this guy's not really a problem. Yeah. He's just yeah, he's just being him. So the the only cool. reason I ask is I've never had a vehicle with yeah. historical plates before. It's like uh, up until now, I've always been like, oh, it's kind of cool that I'd ride a 66 Superhawk and it has regular, it's like a, a working vehicle. Yeah, it's well, like, I don't baby it or anything yeah. like that. It's, But it's expensive. Some things I choose not to. Like, yeah. Yeah. I never put a historical plate on the Honda CB1 because mm-hmm. it doesn't look historical. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like the Corvette, I'm probably yeah. going to be driving it regularly yeah. and it's already a, a <laughs> cop magnet, so let's oh, just yeah. put regular <laughs> plates yeah. on that. I'm, oh, I I'm, would totally put historicals on that. Are there photos just of that to be extra like, I'm like going to give it a year. Yeah, I'll, okay. run, I'll run regular plates for one or two years. Yeah. Well, the CB1 looks like an old sport bike now. It looks like an 80s sport bike. Uh, okay, tell the... <laughs> yeah. Tell your yeah, average I'm cop. I'm vastly uh, overestimating. He, he to, that, to anybody in the world, that looks like a GS500. Yeah. It's, yeah, like I, I've, been, I've been trying to explain to baby boomers for the last 10 years, you know, that like just because it doesn't have chrome bumpers on it doesn't mean it's not worth money. Right. It's like, you know, it's the cars that you guys think are special because you couldn't afford them in high school were were human beings just like you. But when we were in high school, the cars that we wanted didn't have chrome bumpers because we're like 30 years younger than you. I just got that Skyline Mm -hmm. for Cobra, for for our mechanics kit. And so that Skyline is a 92. Yeah, and those are cars that like my generation and next generation, like we dreamed So that's straight up historical plates, any way you slice Mm -hmm. it. But it's being driven by an 18-year-old kid. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, so are you going to put historicals on it? And he's like, yeah, my dad and I talked about it. No, I'm just going to put straight plates on it. Because, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to it's attention. a fucking skyline. You put historical plates on it. And, you you know, he's an 18-year-old kid. Mm. It's going to have stickers on it and stuff. Yeah. He already cut the muffler off of it. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. you know, it already makes noises. So, yeah. honestly, Nick, the only issues I've ever had with historical plates have been with model year plates. Both cars yeah. I had model year mm. plates. I got hassled it's multiple just too times. On, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. stupid. It's because they make you have a yeah. completely different. 
it was cool on my Cutlass because yeah. the Cutlass had like a straight back window, so it was real easy to just shove yeah. when I was driving it the actual historical plate right. in the yep. back window. But I still got pulled over. Why aren't you displaying the right plate? Oh yeah. No, I'm displaying the correct plate and the incorrect plate. <laughs> the incorrect plate is the one that you made me pay money right. for. The, the correct plate right. is the one that I bought off eBay. But I will tell you this, as a police officer who's run hundreds of plates, mm -hmm. thousands of plates, running a model year plate is a fucking crapshoot. Yeah, hmm. so that's why I put the ac actual yeah. historical yeah. tag whenever I was actually driving it. I just stick it in the back. Because, you know, the back window on Telling like an dispatch, 86 you know, this is... Oh, for the base, I'll be out with model year plate looks like 1969 mm -hmm. well in the one case Pop this was a whiskey 383 this was an yeah. 86 cutlass supreme so mm -hmm. i'm sure i got pulled over just because they thought if i hadn't robbed a liquor store yet i was about to <laughs> because there's like if you watch oh, yeah. cops reruns there's three types of cars that show up in police chases on cops exactly only three yeah. one is third generation f bodies yeah that's true so either you know like uh 80 it's a regal eight yeah 82 to 91 do i have that right yeah, 82. Nobody on this podcast cares. 80, <laughs> third, third generation Camaros and Firebirds. Right. Uh, G body GMs, yep. so 78 to 88. Yep. Uh, rear wheel drive, mid size GM, two doors. Yeah. Sometimes four doors. And uh, Z31 300Z axis. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. So yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the wedge shaped. Yeah. Uh, 300ZX. You know, nice big wide pop stop. up. Yeah. Yep. Dolphins but, shorts and one flip flop, and runs from the cops for an hour and a half. She hit me first, dude. Yeah, that why didn't good. you guys like my squid do idea? Oh, that's oh, a good geez. idea. You yes. act, so you think yeah. it's a good idea? I think if we got a bunch of really classy, nice mm -hmm. motorcycles, mm -hmm. but we all dress like squids on stretch six hundreds. <laughs> we 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 have discussed that the best thing, the only thing better than a DGR, a distinguished gentleman's ride in September slash October, a trash ride, is a disgruntled gentleman's <laughs> ride in May or April. Yeah. And, and to I, do a disgruntled gentleman's ride, which is literally like let's do it in squid. February. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, if we do it during a warm month, then the that's flip called flop elephant traffic. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, flip, <laughs> the flip flops and the uh, the wife beaters yeah. makes yeah. sense, and the uh, gas station Oakleys, not that, Oakley gas cans, but Oakley fake ones that you bought at a gas station right. that look yeah. like Oakley yeah. gas cans. That's true, and that's not a bad idea. And your backwards Tennessee Titans hat, yeah. even though you live in Ohio. A squid ride is a really good. That's a decent that idea. I think squid do is a fun thing to say. Squid do? Yeah, squid do. Yeah. That's what happens when a bunch of guys get together on sea dudes. Was anybody else? You were at the AIM, right? Yeah. You were at the AIM. No, I didn't get to oh, go. Oh, you didn't get to go to yeah, the Yeah, I remember because lifetime warranty on my brother-in-law's car. Oh, like you said. Right. I bought right. tickets Don't to ever the AIM. Somebody else's or I bought a ticket to the AIM. Why and then I did end up going. Why the fuck did you buy a ticket? I don't know. I just wanted to support the motorcycle Motorcycle Industry Council. Kevin drove all the way out to go to the AIM and said, fuck it. <laughs> he drove all the way from Connecticut. He drove from Connecticut. Stopped at our wow. friend's house in wow. Pittsburgh. Was yeah. hanging out with them. He's like, you know what? I don't really give a, a fuck about time. the industry anymore. I'm yeah. kind of out of that. Yeah. And I, That's what? amazing. I don't feel like being a you know going there and listening to their crap. Wow. He's like, you know what? I'm not even going. Wow. I'm like, really? I'm like, well, I thought you were going to come see me afterwards. He's like, I'm going to come see you, but I'm fucking. But I'm not going to the end. I'm not going to the end. I made it as far as Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> I bought I bought the ticket and then I cool. drove down to Cincinnati to see my niece, which yeah. I was is two months old now and I haven't seen her yet. Oh, so she I, totally appreciated that. So I had to see my niece. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Uh, and then with the with the plan of going back up and going to the aim and stopping back on the way back, and I was like, uh, I'm just not feeling it. So yeah, she's gonna remember that. She's gonna remember. I know. She was on the fast like, track to become like a career oh, criminal, like, but because her uncle was four two months old. Yeah, I was like, she's Bill's gonna be down there, and he's got a house. You can stay with him. He's like, oh no, I have three other people. I have people I can stay yeah, with. Well, I have tickets, everything free. I'm just, I don't feel like anyone it. who listens to the combined Cleveland Moto Noco Moto podcast, which was, by the way, an awesome shit show. Usually, you have to go to a Cleveland Moto podcast to watch a person melt down from drinking. It's nice to know that other podcasts can do it, too, because John, a.k.a. Swiggy, he got shorter as the night went on. Like, his arms got shorter, his, his, his wizard staff of dead fucking beer cans... What was he drinking? All of it. All of it. All of it. Hey, Cameron, while you're in there, can you bring out the only pink can in the fridge? Because you need to read it. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Oh, my God. So, I don't know what happened. We're just doing a nice, innocent podcast. And all of a sudden, the quiet guy starts getting chatty. And then I realized he had a blast radius. I thought he was running a recycling center. I thought he was giving out a buck a can. Because all of a sudden, I don't know how he did it, but he inhaled a whole bunch of beer. You were drinking all these things. So this is That's the one, insane. this is natural light, it's called Natter Days. For those who live strawberry lemonade and, I'm sorry, for those who like strawberry lemonade and drinking beer. Mm. So on the can, it tells you who it's for. It's for <laughs> those who like strawberry lemonade. I like strawberry lemonade. And drinking beer. I'm moderate on the drinking beer thing, but okay, I'll give it a shot. And so while we were doing our buying of the provisions, on Thursday at the uh, Piggly Wiggly or the Giant Eagle, this thing happened to be in my radar. And you know, my rule is always just buy a lot of beer, like buy a lot of shitty beer. And these guys were like, they're from Northern Colorado. So they're like, let's buy some good beer. And I decided to buy the pink beer instead. 4.2% uh, alcohol by volume, by the way. And this wins the game of drink it and pass it to somebody else. And then you all kind of agree that you'll hate it. But yet then, a 30-pack will disappear in 93 seconds. So the beer that everybody hated is mm, gone. Nothing but pink shrapnel all around the Airbnb. And our Airbnb was majestic. Turns out it was a funeral home. Ooh. In retrospect, we figured out that it was a funeral home. But you didn't bring your hearse. I know. Last responder. Last responder. Exactly. So yeah, that's real. Um, the AIM show had... A, impossible number of electric bicycles hmm. Hmm. like what the indie dealer expo was 10 years ago to fling poo chinese scooters the aim show is now to electric bicycles so like class one class two 20 mile an hour you know you're way more information that i have about electric bicycles front wheel drive rear wheel drive both wheel drive nine hundred dollars to nine thousand dollars and all one thing in common completely ambiguous on the rules regarding their operation, mm -hmm. sales, and maintenance, or et cetera. Hmm. Like, very much like, oh, this is legal everywhere, mm -hmm. to... Oh, I just saw a video advertisement on the Facebooks or whatever yeah. for some electric bike. Yeah. No license, no insurance, yeah. no nothing needed. Totally... Mm. There's, a, there's a real It's the new problem. liquor sickle. There's yeah. a real mm. problem in New York with 
generic electric scooters. Well, there's uh, a oh, real the, problem like in the Cleveland. Bird and the no, 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 no. like scooters. like ride on electric scoot like a like a scooter that looks oh, like really? it should be street legal, but it doesn't have license plates. But they're hmm. they're basically they look like Groms but electric. Oh. And Chinese, really? And they Have you are seen the... everywhere in like the Bronx and Upper Manhattan. Tomos has and... a Grom com, uh, clone, really? kind of. Yeah, like a forty-nine cc Grom looking. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of sexy looking. Yeah. But that's a licensable or like a registrable. Yeah, but there's group. a lot of states where for forty-nine cc's you don't need you, a light. A right, right. Yeah. But these are totally yeah. not street legal things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's, and that's the the sketchy weird thing is. Mm-hmm. We're going to need to have, well, not on my account, please, <laughs> but at some point we're going to have to come up with some kind of a fucking ruling because yeah. the old rule, Ohio's moped law hasn't been touched since 1974. Mm-hmm. It still says 20 miles per hour to zero, and it still says minus, like, under one horsepower, and it still says only one human being at one time, and it still says pedals have to be a means of propulsion of a vehicle. And there is a specific list Pedals. of vehicles oh, okay. that are. They, yeah. oh, you no. have to be on that list. If yeah. it's not on that list, it's, it's not, not a moped. moped. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. It's either a motorcycle or yard art, <laughs> but you're not getting a moped plate for it. Man. So it is a very challenging thing in our state where nobody's taken the time to bring the law forward since 1974. So, yeah, it's a really weird thing right now. It's a really weird time. And it is kind of a Roma Chabrung. It's a Wild West out is, there. So there's nothing for electric bicycles yet. There is one fella who keeps riding his electrical bu- electric bicycle around Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He's been arrested no less than nine times. Good Lord. Yeah, he's really, it's, you can Google him. Uh, you know, it's like, if you just Google, like, Cleveland man keeps getting fucked over for riding an electric <laughs> bicycle. And uh, it is an electric bicycle, <laughs> and he keeps getting apprehended for using it. And I guess that instead of being like, oh, you mean this? He's like quoting scripture back at the cops about what this is and and why he should be allowed to do what he's doing. That's crazy. We just had our block party and one of the one of the people on our block had we do like a kid's bike parade and she led the bike parade and she was on like an electric bike. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh I never thought of that. Like that's really. I used to. I used to work on the Cuyahoga Valley Scenic Railway and mm-hmm. lifting bikes on and off the train. And mm. we used to get so pissed off at people with electric bikes because they weigh a ton. They're real heavy. Yeah, they're, and, heavy. Uh, they're not allowed in the national park actually. Oh, really? Until now. Now, just a couple oh, okay. days ago, they decided they that it. it's okay to have an electric bike in the national park. Really? Oh, yep. Now that's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. That is. Yeah. yeah. So you can you can now legally. You can, under Operate. 20 miles an hour. Under 20? Yep. Oh. Yep. So I can't take my zero? No. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't well, that's, that's the only reason why I, I know the class one, class two thing is because yeah. those are the only two types that are actually allowed mm. in the park now. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. but the fact that they made that step is kind of a big deal. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's totally. a big deal. They're at least recognizing the, the thing. I was mm-hmm. watching a YouTube thing about Canada and... You have to basically be a pilot to freaking run a drone. Oh, yeah. In Canada. Uh, You have to be like a pilot. Mm -hmm. You have to take the whole class. Cinch is going to listen to this, and he's going to hate me for it. But as somebody who was (laughs) in the radio control hobby and worked in the industry for, like, years, when drones became the 
middle class toy du jour. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, oh, because yeah. nobody could afford Corvettes anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. the, the flagrant disregard for etiquette by like a lot mm-hmm. of people that weren't well, necessarily Cleveland's hobbyist. got airports all around and yeah right. well, I mean like people that weren't necessarily hobbyists but were buying quads because that was the new cool thing to have mm-hmm. ruined mm-hmm. it for everyone hovering yeah. over their neighbor's pool looking at their six yeah interfering yeah. With, or, like, or like, like yeah. fire helicopter or hitting little like kids helicopter. at a yeah. park yeah. so it's like uh, my buddy and I had um, we were big into crawlers Mm-hmm. Like radio control crawlers, they're actually like ladder frame four by four trucks. That okay. Like, and we used to be able to go to some of the metro parks out in Lake County, and go crawling. And there were like uh, guys that were cool with us about it. And then one day, some guy came and said, "No, you can't operate any radio controlled stuff in the park anymore." Wow. They said, "Why? Huh. It, like, what happened? Was it us?" And he's like, Drums. "No, there were some guys with quad rotors that were disturbing the yeah. wildlife with them." And I'm like, Sponge. "Yeah, I mean that makes sense." Right? And I mean, I was the one selling these quads to mm. you know yeah. to the end user, and Here's I saw it happening. Yeah. In all fairness, can you I'm put a gun on this? Can you put a flamethrower on this? I'm gonna buzz the deer. I'm doing it. Check it out. So it's human nature. Let's go check it out. And as far as I'm concerned, too, if I happen to have my 12 gauge with me, it's just interesting sporting clays. You know, it's just like, wow. Well, I do think if, if you're standing on your property and the drone is in your airspace, you should be able to shoot it down. There you go. I feel the as same way. As long as it falls about, on your property, yeah. fair game. It's like a tree branch. Yeah. If it falls in your yard, you're responsible. Your problem. If it falls in your neighbor's mm-hmm. yard, he's got to pick that shit up. It's yours now. You can cook it. Because we've had, right, I can eat what I kill. <laughs> we've had radio-controlled aircraft for decades. We've yeah. had radio-controlled... Uh, it's not a new thing. Radio controlled helicopters. That's because it's always for, been an old man's hobby. It's and no, I mean like there's like respect plus. Well, helicopters. Those things don't survive more than a day or two. I mean, yeah, like, that's true. Too. They, no, I mean, I'm talking guys buying like thousand like ones that cost thousands of dollars. Exactly. And like I said, with, they last about it one flight. <laughs> but you know, when when helicopters were big, about five years before the quad rotors were big. And yeah. the thing with helicopters is that there's a much higher. Um, there's a much learning higher skill curve. test and yeah. learning curve involved in being Absolutely. able to fly a helicopter. Yeah. Even if you've got a coaxial mm-hmm. helicopter that doesn't have Flying a tail rotor and a has two a real rotors. helicopter, yeah, that's a real, real radio con- like yeah. radio control right. is about as hard as flying a real helicopter. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really yeah. difficult. Yeah. It's a it's a real challenge. Yeah. Uh, whereas you know a, a quad rotor is like stabilize themselves. Yeah, yeah. they're they're self stabilizing. So you got a lot of people flying it that weren't as and respectful of the and hobby. Shit. You can press a button and it'll do, and it'll just do a flip. Yeah, and there's people like Cinch that do I like the racing that quads. I bought for and that's twelve bucks. Yeah. This exactly. fucking thing was ridiculous. I'm not, and that's the thing is, this you, is you know, twelve dollars worth of little thing that does. I can yeah, like, you, you yeah. can you can buy a quad for twelve bucks and give it to a kid and they'll be able to fly it. I think it was just the, and this is totally unrelated to motorcycles, obviously. But, <laughs> but oh, you think so, Doctor? But I think I think it was just that it, it got to a point where it was a very popular Christmas gift. It wasn't even the people buying yeah. the thousand dollar ones. I think it was when just, you can find it at Kohl's. There's it's a gone. ton of it's them. Jumped the it's jumped everywhere, and they're like, yeah. we need to regulate this. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, you can it's get that one. Or, well, the ones or, at Kohl's, you know, you can really everywhere. take outside. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, yeah, you know, a guy gets one for thirty dollars at Kohl's, and he flies it, and he's like, well, I can get a bigger one now. Yeah, yeah. I'm still just happy they haven't come up with a commercial purpose. Like Amazon was going to be delivering things. Delivering. Like Kohl's, you'd look up at the sky, it'd be like a swarm of these fucking things because they you know, <laughs> be terrifying. Yeah, 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 nope. yeah. <laughs> so for people who are interested not that anybody is you were class one class two class three yeah all that matters is you don't need a license to ride any of these fucking things but class Damn. threes 
must have a speedometer. They can go up to 28 miles per hour. Damn, that's See, I don't think fast. class 3s are allowed in the park. Okay, okay yeah. class 3. And they must be 16 years of old and wear a protective helmet. You must be 16, oh, not the, the bike. person. No, no, the person. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, do you yeah. have to have a valid driver's license nope. in any park? No, 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 none of it. Hmm. None of it. You do not need okay, a special so license is... to own or operate an e-bike in Ohio. If you are able to ride a bicycle and understand the laws that apply to its operation, okay. you are permitted to ride a Class 1 or Class 2 e-bike. However, because Class 3 e-bikes can reach a top speed of 28 miles per hour, you're going to violate that instantly. Class 3 e-bike operators are required to be at least 16 years of age and wear a protective helmet. i got to be honest so, with you. In order for me to get entertained, I need to be at least a Class 11 e-bike. So wait, wait a minute. Because if it can't go 60, fuck you. Yeah. That, the Class 3 it's goes faster than a moped. Yeah, it does. But you don't need a license no. for it. That's crazy. It's electric. Hmm. Yeah. Because you know what? Boogie, woogie, woogie. Exactly. Because it's electric. <laughs> boogie, woogie, woogie. Hmm. Yeah, all I know is we have weird motorcycle laws. Yeah. By the way, um, about motorcycles, the thing that we all love and, and enjoy. Mm. Oh, this is the motorcycle? This is the motorcycle podcast. Oh, I'm at the wrong place, guys. Yeah, you're totally. Um, later on, we're going to take you in the back, and I'm going to show you my... I've seen that many times. <laughs> I really didn't oh, no. <laughs> what? FLHS. I purchased oh, a Harley Davidson... I threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> I purchased a Harley Davidson Electroglide 1989 oh, God. Evo with less than 27,000 miles on it. How much? With a clean title for 1,800 Trumpistanian Kopecks. <clears throat> yeah. I did buy the cheapest harley davidson i have ever bought in my entire time walking this planet what kind of shape is it in remarkably good how many cc's starting and running cc's you're fucking you're you're scoffing at it and you're a, asking how many cc's good. it is 1340 it's an evo 80. yeah it's 1340 it's cc's. almost a dollar per cc dude i know yeah and it has like paint on it wow yeah what color red mm. ruby mm -hmm. red metallic uh it is, uh, it, it is a motorcycle. I don't like touring bikes, but I like eighteen hundred dollar Evos. Who doesn't like an eighteen hundred? What's it Evo? look like? Because I don't know what the. Code it's a big fuck off fat cruiser. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a big got, fuck. It's off. got the big windshield. And, does yeah. it have a cassette player on it? No, it doesn't. Okay. It has no auditory enhancement whatsoever, aside from the world's worst shotgun pipes. So it's got a windshield, but it doesn't have a fairing. No. No, it's, it's a the, clear the windshield. Glide is it's a clear windshield. It's not a. Uh, it's not a you know tour glider. Yeah. Whatever, but the point being, it is an 80 cubic inch Evo that does start electronically and run sometimes on as many as two cylinders. It probably charges the battery too. Yeah, I guess it would. But I did buy the bike. I liberated it from its previous owner for $1,800. And again, I'm going to tell you guys. It needs some work. I mean, we gotta we gotta do things to it. Now this guy swears to God that its head gaskets were replaced not more than three years ago at Rock and Roll Harley Davidson. Now I don't see any evidence on the bike to suggest that's a factual statement. But at less than twenty seven thousand miles, would it need it? I don't yeah. know. But it's why would it need that? Its runability issues 
are certainly because we can't say that it's like one of the carburetors isn't working because it has ein carburetor. Yeah. And but what we can say is that one of the cylinders is only getting spark occasionally. Mm-hmm. Which isn't the handicap you'd think it would be in most motorcycles. Hmm. This thing can be ridden on one. Yeah. In parade mode. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> it's just newer than it thought it was. <laughs> it turns out it thought it was an 89. It didn't know it was a 2017. <laughs> and it was putting itself in parade mode for yeah, me. Perfect. I get it. Okay, cool. That's smart. Uh, but yeah, so I bought it uh, for $1,800. There was a Su- Suzuki Savage or something I worked on one time with the shop. And it was clearly only running on one cylinder. Yeah, but who cares? But the owner would not authorize cleaning yeah. a car or doing anything. Because he was fine it. with it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Hey. He thought that that... And that particular bike, that was like a 1500 V-twin. There was no... And it was clearly... It was obviously only running on one. But it would hold an idle at like 700 RPM, like a hit-and-miss engine. Wow. And you could get out and run it, and it would like eventually get up to 80 miles an hour on one. Wow. So apparently, it was just speed-governed. It's your bike. I know. So we're going to play with this Harley a little bit. And uh, I did... There's, there's, you know, anytime you buy a, an 80s Harley from a guy who is this guy, he is every 80s Harley owner. Was he the original owner? Nope. Okay. No, no, no. He's he's not he's not that moneyed up. No, uh, I'm, I'm thinking more like Evo, Evo Electroglide. I'm thinking more like East Lakeian. Well, he's, two or, he's in second or third owner mode, and he's definitely that guy. You know, he's that guy. He's the guy we think of when we think of. The guy who rides an 89 Evo. Did he have a and mullet? No. No, he didn't. He didn't. But he was, uh, I like tattoos? to say, I mm. like he was, he was pig colored. You know, he was like, he looked yeah. like, yeah. I, I he looked the, like I livestock. Never, you know, yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll put off maintenance, but he will never miss buying brown season tickets. <laughs> I think Ooh. you're right. I think you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. And the pictures that he gave us when he wanted us to buy the bike. At first, I thought he was using like a hipstagram filter on the pictures, because the pictures literally look like an Instagram filter. I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck? Why are you gonna send me fucking pictures of your bike with an Instagram filter on it?" And then I realized, no, these were the pictures he took the day he got the bike. Oh. On whatever device he had back when he got the bike, like in '99 or whatever, and then they've just moved along because the bike shows. These pictures show the bike with his house in the background in much better condition. <laughs> <laughs> so he was using oh, the digitized man. film. His Instagram aluminum siding was brand new in these pictures. Yeah. And doing the bike well. had the original factory pipes on it in Aww. these pictures, whereas now it has shotgun pipes on it because apparently in the process of the uh, head gaskets being repaired, the flanges were damaged on the OEM pipes, and that was when he said, well... OEM pipes were like twenty three hundred bucks to put mm-hmm. original pipes on, so he decided to put on some shotguns. And nothing sounds better to me than a nice set of shotguns in an S and S car. It sounds like jail. It sounds like what like <laughs> it, it like everybody in the world who's ever been in jail talks about their motorcycle they have back at the house with their old lady yeah. and it's shotguns and S and S carbs on it. And that's exactly, when I started this bike up, I was like, this guy's neighborhood value went down dramatically when I started the bike. But then I realized, no, it did that years ago when he showed up. 
-hmm. So it went back up when you took the bike away. My truck with the ramp on the back of it totally brought up the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. So He's in the shadow of the first district police station down the street here. Phil, you yeah. probably know this. I back know. in 99, when he bought that bike, probably from a Harley dealership. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know how nice it used to be. Wait till we see it. It's quite. Oh, a Barth, yeah, Fiat. Yeah, so you could actually still buy a bike with an Evo on it because that's when they did the FXR2 and the <laughs> FXR3 because uh, Building 42 in York, where they were working on the MT500 project, mm -hmm. yeah. it was just completely empty. They oh, were done. Yeah. So yeah. that's when they started CVO. And they built FXR2s that had every general purpose Harley accessory on it, the really nice bullet yes, mirrors, yes, all the absolutely. chrome. You're right. You're absolutely it's actually right. honestly yes. like and like the nicest paint you could get. And and that and you're and you are two Harley collectors. That that's ninety nine, right? So they made the FXR FXR two, the FXR three, and there was an FXR four as well. Right. And the FXR four looks like looks like an art like a factory Arlen Ness bike. It does. Yes. But the yes. FXR three, I can't remember which one had the flame paint job, but they were FX, all yeah. They were all like really good looking bikes. It's actually kind of one of my dream bikes is to get because mm -hmm. I, I kind of dig the FXRs a lot because the FXR was mm -hmm. originally brought out before the Dyna came out. <laughs> so when you guys were at Amexpo, or I don't know if any of you guys have seen the new Lowrider S, and like Harley people are freaking out because it's got a 28 inch rake on the front fork mm -hmm. tube instead of a 30 degree or 28 degree. Instead of a thirty degree, right? Is that sporty? And that's that's sportier, right. but it's for Harley standards, it's pretty sporty. That's sporty. Oh, that's totally sporty. But, um, it actually looks like a bike that could take a corner. If you guys want to look over your shoulder, I've included a picture of the yeah. FXR4. Yeah. That's not the one that I want. That's okay. a little bit. That's a little bit too much. But like the FXR2 and the FXR3 are pretty damn good looking bikes. But you can see they're not as stretched out as most Harley. It's a fat boy back tire. It's a Dyna by any other name. Well, no, I mean like that's okay. actually they actually built new FXR frames for those. Yes, they did. Yeah. And they actually that was the last hurrah of the um of the Evo engine. Yeah. Um. And that was and that was the end of the Evo. That yeah. was officially I what anybody wants to say. I mean that was that was guaranteed to be the end of the Evo. Yeah, those were the those um, were if you completely can find, fucking heartbroken, let me tell you. Let me, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My mean, heart was... sheds a giant fucking tear every time I have to think about all oh, the loss of the Dyna. You know, like well, it, before the yeah, so before the happen, Dyna there was there was the enough. FXR and that's when Harley kind of you know, that's when they bought themselves back from AMF. Right, right. Where a group of investors uh, yeah. bought Does them back. Does the R from stand for racing? No, I mean, it's just <laughs> racier. It stands but, for racier. But you have to remember, back in like 1981, 1982, when these bikes were coming out, this was basically made to look back. like the... Oh, that's beautiful. Oh. Yeah. You know, back when back when every back when every Japanese Ghost bike was Rider. coming with like a king and queen seat and yeah, buck horn yeah. bars, like every Japanese bike. So that that's was what cool every Japanese 70s. bike was trying to be. No, this was trying to be what every Japanese bike was. Oh trying. God! So in the so early eighties, this was 80s, trying to be what the Japanese were trying to replicate, which was well, another us. Harley. Yeah, yeah. So it was a copy of. I'm a copy just the of guy copy. playing the guy who's trying to be <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? What do you mean? What you do you people? mean, you people? You people? So, I mean, so well, nobody yeah. liked the FXR when it first came out because it's Harley's trying to build a jet bike, and then naturally, which, is, by the way, is hilarious that anybody would say that talking about that. I could understand if you said that about the V Rod, yeah. or the Street Five Hundred, or the Street Seven Fifty, but realistically, looking at this piece of soon to be parked behind your local county <laughs> lockup, like soon to be in a police auction, which is the only place I'd ever like. I see guys wearing T-shirts that are like. 
Dinah till the day I die. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord. like fuck a soft tail. Dinah's the last real Harley. Yeah, Davidson. and there's there's yeah. FXR people like there's that. There's whole there tribes people of that, people. The same people that were pissed off when the FXR came out. Yeah. Like 10, 12 years later, when the Dyna was replacing the FXR, right. they're like, I'll never ride a Dyna. The FXR is the best bike Harley ever made. It's like you fucking hated it when it came out. That from. thing has FXR and Dyna in the same title. Yes, line. it does. Is that yeah. the same? Which, well, and it also has Superglide. That's super listed incorrectly. Oh, okay. That's listed super There's incorrectly. also like four yeah. like registered That's called search engine in optimization. Yeah. yeah, so there's a lot. So when they sold, uh, when they were selling the FXR 2, 3, and 4, they were also selling the Dyna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is really weird because you're effectively competing with yourself with mm-hmm. like an older, shittier version of the same bike that you're selling now, but with all the shiny new stuff on it. Exactly. Yeah, I see. But and everything, like th- that, those were the original CVO bikes. Those had the nicest cut. Those had, you know, the factory custom paint that had all the chrome, that had all the accessories. And they had that amazing had super... mismatch between the Fat Boy rear wheel. And, and this the, bizarre stolen from a Honda so fucking late intruder front, hurts wheel, front wheel, wow. front the wheel. Front. Yeah, they're really weird. Is that and like a crossover a big, clunky five spoke? Yeah, it has a yeah, it's a crossover okay. bike. They actually like you don't hear a lot of stock Harleys, but stock Harleys with the crossover pipe are actually like really mellow and not annoying sounding. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, but the guys who ride them are <laughs> totally annoying and not nearly <laughs> mellow enough. Uh, they're the weird thing feel personally attacked but you're right no i mean look a dyna has always been a dyna for me has always been the sportster you don't have to be gay to ride right so a dyna was it's always a sportster like, for grown-ups exactly no it's a sportster for like yo man chicks ride sportsters i got a dyna and I'm like, oh, explain to me the difference between the two, please. Well, because a proper sportster can be made to handle. Yeah, it's a, a cool Dyna is not handleable. That's the thing. Is an FXR mm-hmm. compared to compared to its contemporaries? We're not talking the '99 FXR throwback bikes. We're talking like when the Dyna was a new, or when the FXR was a new bike. Yeah, it was a competitive bike. To what? To <laughs> Whatever UJM, you know, whatever 750cc, no. Maxim, whatever. No. no. For a Harley person. No. For a Harley person. Yeah. All right. right. Meaning if look- I can't speak English, English all sounds weird to me. But realistically, if you take any 85, and that's the era, you know, yeah. 84, 83 through 87 Japanese motorcycle. and you, it's gonna, Those are going to be superior to In any, every possible measure, including... But to a Harley person, that's as pushing. good as it gets. That's the <laughs> know, comparable. Right? Well, and that's, again, that is that, that is that cost of living adjustment you have to make when you choose to wear that belt buckle. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and again, yeah. that's the only place in yeah. the motorcycle market where you can even make that argument and not sound completely ridiculous because there are people yeah. that will only ride Harleys. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Was this yeah. made at the, the same are time as a Sportster? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a Harley person. What is yeah. the difference between that and a sports So that's Glad bigger. That's a... It's bigger. I'll let you guys pick. In what way? <laughs> Longer? So, have, so have you sat on, have you sat, stand down. Nick, have no you part. sat on a sportster? <laughs> have I... This is like arguing about what feels better in your ass. <laughs> 
I don't want to talk. About this. This so, is when you, so there's, there's, there's. I don't. I, I've never ridden a Harley. I don't want to think about that. Let's let's split hairs between the 19-inch front wheel Sportster and the 21-inch front wheel Sportster, which is frequently the 1200 this. custom, right? So we're going to talk specifically You're talking the Sportster custom. Way too fast. I. I'm trying not to take up because people are shutting off the podcast right fucking now. As they should. Yeah. But. So we'll talk about the 21-inch front wheel ago. Sportster with the big, the the one that's got the bigger front wheel, the cruiser oriented Sportster. It has a C Sportster. in front of it. it yeah. has a C at the end of the name. And it's got a bigger yeah. front wheel, and it's you way less. Make a Rika kit out of it. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm gonna pull but... it up because that's worth looking. <laughs> yeah, at. Yeah, that's worth looking at. Yeah. So we're gonna say that, right? So right, like, we're gonna see that. Like if you sit on, gonna, a, we're gonna have a if you've never sat on a Harley <laughs> before. Is there a bathroom? Is that a yeah, I'm new here. Oh, go between the offices over there. Okay. Yeah. It's a good right. time. Yeah. Uh, so if you sit on a Sportster and yeah. then you sit on a, like a, a 1200 custom Sportster mm-hmm. with the big front wheel, not one of the sportier Sportsters. And if you sit on a Dyna or an FXR, considering no Sportster is actually sporty, oh, I would, I would, I would How, disagree with that. In 1959, I'll save my questions to the back. So, okay, so the Dyna feel so the Sportster after you sit on the Dyna feels like a two-thirds or three three-quarter scale Dyna. Interesting. Yeah. So the Sportster is a really how large cool. in capacity is the Sportster. The Sportster maxes out at twelve hundred. Okay, okay. It's an eight eight three or twelve hundred when we're talking like modern Sportsters. Yeah, yeah, yep. And then the uh, the Dynas you can get okay. like the. Oh, the that looks cool. Oh, yeah, that's thank a Sportster. You. So that's a Sportster. But that's the nineteen inch front wheel Sportster with the. Mm-hmm. Is that a dual disc front end or is that a single, single disc? Boo. So that's the it doesn't the matter. You correct can size way. wheel. So here's the yes. rule: if you have an Sportster from nineteen eighty six up until sort of now. There's a company called Rika, R-Y-C-A, and they make a kit that you can buy for $2,000. You add, you you pick your own options. The yeah. kit starts at $2,000. Yeah. Realistically, when you add all the shit you'd actually want, it's yeah. closer to $3,000, yeah. which is still not a ton of money. That and is I've already established that amazing. you can buy a Sportster from a unwed pregnant mother mm-hmm. for like... Fifteen hundred bucks, two thousand dollars. Less than a Rika kit. Less than a Rika kit. Depends on what time of year. Exactly. If it's, if it's spring, it's a twenty-five hundred dollars bike. Right. Mm-hmm. If and it's, in winter, if it's a winter. It's yeah. a fifteen hundred dollars right. bike. Exactly. So you buy yourself a, a good, and I'm, and here's where I will tell you that as a multiple Buell owner and multiple Sportster owner, if you buy yourself an eight eighty three or a twelve hundred Sportster, and that's the beautiful thing is it doesn't matter whether it's an eight eighty three or twelve hundred because any eight eighty three can be a twelve hundred. It's the same stroke. It's just a different. It's board. just a different top end. Yeah, you don't have to touch the bottom. Right. You, yeah. I will contend that you could put a hundred thousand miles on a Sportster and probably never have to touch the bottom end. Yeah, if you maintain it. Yeah, I agree. I and agree. The There's nothing really like that. Nothing. Bucks. Right. It's like yeah. six hundred bucks. You can fuck up a Sportster hard and not really fuck up a Sportster hard. But you buy a shitty... But the problem is, now the world knows the Rika kits exist. Yeah, it says out of stock. <laughs> <laughs> so now that the world knows Rika kits exist, wow. all you can find now are Sportster Cs. 1200 mm-hmm. Cs, 83 Cs, which is the big 21-inch wheel. So the other option is you get a hugger. You get an 883 yeah, hugger, an 883 which hugger. is like the ladies' model that mm-hmm. has a lower yeah. suspension, and it ha- but it has the 19-inch front wheel. I don't know if I want to ride anything that's called a hugger. Oh, exactly. Well, you only have to ride it until you put the Rika kit on, but exactly. one thing you have to keep in mind with the hugger is that you're going to want to change out the front fork and the rear shocks, but I think the Rika kit comes with taller it does. shocks. It comes with taller because shocks. Because the ride height's too low. Mm-hmm. It does. But the, um, the inserts and the forks are set. The right. forks are all the same, mm-hmm. but you have to take them apart. 
-hmm. anyways to yep. change the uh Phil, I'm a, I've got a couple beers in. So what you know what I'm talking about? The way that Harley forks are designed. Yes. What are those inserts called? The tubes They're that determine like height. Uh, yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So you have to put the different ones in. The, yeah. So it's like if you're gonna do that anyways, legs. then yeah. you get a um, and dual disc front end. What I'm yeah. Oh, the legs. You you can change to get the the dual disc front end if you need it. And you it's can fine. use Dyna legs too. Yeah, absolutely. But Sorry. what I will assure you of is every time I try to buy a Sportster, invariably it's got a C. Which means it's got a 21-inch pizza cutter fucking lace front wheel. Mm -hmm. Buy one anyways, and I'll tell you what. I just figured out. I've been I've spent however many years. You know, you've known yeah, me the whole time. Yeah, I've right. I've had the yeah. Sportster trying to buy a 99 to 03, yeah. uh, 1200 Roadster or 883R front fork. Right. Absolutely. When they switch to um, when they switch to rubber mounting in 04, right. mm -hmm. the front fork still fits. Yes, that makes sense. And yeah. that makes sense. The the yeah. Dual disc front ends, yeah, way the fuck cheaper. Well, of course, mm -hmm. yeah. So just sense. go ahead and buy and yourself buy a twelve hundred C. I'll give you the nineteen inch wire front yeah. wheel from mine. The ultimate deal is these Rica kits are a perfectly good use of a Sportster. I've ridden a bunch of them. We've had a couple of customers come in with them, and I'm kind of like, it ain't gonna be too long until the right. I've been trying for about three years to buy the right Sportster. Yeah. <laughs> So I can build a Rika kit. Can you can you pull up too? Can you just search for? Oh, uh, sorry, John. Uh, John. John's vomiting which, in the back. Which, by the way, is blasphemy. After the sorry, pocket. it's not a Honda, no, no, John. I've owned two M2 Cyclones, which are what this wishes it was in its like best 5 a.m. boner dream. What's this an M2 like, Cyclone? An M2 That'd Cyclone cool. is a real motorcycle that was built with a, <laughs> with a proper head. And uh, it isn't just a recycled, um, you know. Is it a Buell? Yes. Okay. They're kind of. It's uh, like they have uh, different cams in them, don't they? Yes. Well, they have fire, they have thunderstorm heads, which actually yeah, do make uh, power. So oh, they're okay. it's it's <laughs> they're, they're kind of rowdy. Yeah, they're funny that way. V they, like a, a that V twin engine, like with a rowdy top end on it, in a sport bike is actually kind of a my kind of a only sexy problem thing. with my Buell is that it wasn't what I would like to call affectionately trustworthy oh. um it had this one this wandering tendency for the middle of the bike to become like a dangling so member that just wanted to throw me into ein ditch cam you just said the word sport bike oh yeah, yeah phil yeah, is yeah. that applicable it is in a I've, Buell? I've, yeah. had, I've had okay, my bike okay, on the track okay, that looks good. more than That's once cool. Buell's, Buell yeah. did all kinds of crazy shit they would um they would use the swing arm as the oil tank yeah, yeah. Un not this bike not specifically because you want all sorts of unsprung weight yes <laughs> they would, uh, yes they would, they would also use the frame as the gas tank and then they okay. would do this weird thing where the they would necessarily had uh, airbox, airbox, airbox. Yeah. and the uh, the brake rotor would be this almost as big as the wheel. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. it bolts to the to the rim itself. It's so, radial. So, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is magic. I've seen those. I, I like really that. Well. I like Buells because everything didn't necessarily work, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. But then they actually <laughs> built it that way. They didn't just build a concept That's bike, true. or they yeah. didn't make yeah. renderings and drawings. They're like, no, we're going to build this Everybody and sell that to people. Yeah, that's true too. The uh, I've owned a couple of Buells, and I I do again. I I love them. I enjoyed them thoroughly. I never once. You give Eric Buell as many cocktail napkins and ballpoint pens as you can get your hands on, but you never let that man hold the wallet. <laughs> I uh, I never bought one new. I've had a bunch of them. Uh, I have gone on record as having a bunch of them. I've ridden a bunch of them. Uh, they are a weird 
thing. I mean, they're, uh, it's basically a motor transportation system. The, the seat is deplorable. The gas tank is hilarious. Um, you notice it's a traditional fork. It's a right, up, right side up right. fork. Um, M2 Cyclones are just silly fun, and uh, you know it's it's just one of those games that you're just kind of like, oh, you know, well, what is this? this is going to be painful for a little while, but it sure <laughs> is going to be fun. And M2 Cyclones are, uh, I I ran one on the track for well, a lot of track days, and I had a blast doing it. And I did mine. I powder coated mine the same way. I did all of my running gear in orange livery, so my bike was orange and black to be especially offensive to Harley riders. It's basically a KTM. I won a lot. I got a lot of cocktails paid for at the bar, uh, one street light at a time, as a result of those bikes. But yeah, they were quick. They they were quick by quick standards. Like they were, they were legit. Uh, so so Nick, here's here's why I got a Sportster and why I became uh, a Harley apologist and why. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you'll like one too because I don't um I didn't I didn't do good in college like you because I'm not as smart as you. Uh, well, so, neither did I, so <laughs> I didn't do well. But you finished. <laughs> My college were not great. <laughs> so when I wanted to buy like a like a retro style bike, the easiest cheapest way to do it mm-hmm. was to buy a Sportster okay. because they just never stopped building them the same way. You do realize there's a thing called Honda. <laughs> they are the easiest yeah but then i'd cheapest. have to hang out with people like you know john <laughs> i assure you that they made a vtr but that one picture right there is like the most inspirational that's cool. yeah that's really fucking cool and that's like seriously like bars and tires mm-hmm. but but it would be cheaper i always wanted a Buell ulysses Ulysses. Those, yeah. are, those are really cool. It, like reminds me of something like rusty butcher yeah and i mean rusty that's like butcher. the only problem with ulysses is they just have parts. Mm-hmm. Taking shit off, mystery mm-hmm. issues, yeah. an exhaust, yeah, sure. and that's, cool. like, that's a factory <laughs> sure. tank. Yeah, and that's pretty like, cool. Why is it not working anymore? Just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why it's not working anymore. That's okay. Uh, yeah, Bulisses are. I've ridden a bunch of them, and every time I've ridden one, somebody's been like, like "Oh, you can car. ride that. It's totally reliable." And then I ride it, and it breaks <clears throat> or it stops running. It was like, I don't know, it ran perfectly like last time I rode it. There was it. a guy on the DGR who had the XR1200. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a nice bike. I like that. It was really, really hard riding with an erection. Yeah. In every sense of the word. And, I, yeah, I watch exactly. that thing all the time. Yeah. It was... You were right up its ass. I wasn't sure if anybody hadn't seen the picture of me with Ewan McGregor. Oh, I saw that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's a picture of you him. You look like you're 12 years old. You're like, <laughs> yeah. You have yeah, no uh, face to squeeze your cheeks. The weird thing is I'm making the fucking gas face because he's actually grabbing my ass in that picture. Oh. And uh, this is a really weird... I never thought that I would he looks get a like third he's 12 base years reference. Old too. This is also true. Yeah. Uh, hey, did you ever speaking of third base and the gas face? Yeah. Did you ever see that? Uh, what's his ass from third base had a uh, he had like a Maury style daytime show. What? Yeah. He said I was raised by my parents, but then I was raised by the streets. Good lord. They're Dead serious. all Jewish guys from the Bronx yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, third base. How right? big is that picture? Like 128 pixels? <laughs> it was taken with a Sony Mavica. I think it was taken in 2002. <laughs> On a phone. But, but I would like to tell you that what's really weird about this is in this picture, uh, there's myself, there's Ewan McGregor grabbing my butt. Who's behind you? And that's Ewan McGregor's dad. Oh, behind, so shit. behind wow. us, in shot, is Ewan McGregor's dad. <laughs> and he's looking at a picture of Charlie Boorman. Uh-huh. Whoa. Oh, wow. Who ends up in this Ducati display of all these pictures that this artist did. And one of them, Ewan McGregor looks at this picture and he's like, 
I think that might be my mate's Charlie, my mate Charlie's bike, when he's looking at the photo. And then uh, we prepared. I was working for Malagudi at the time, and we prepared a bunch of uh, scooters for the celebrities to have to ride around at Laguna Seca. And it just turns out that this fucking Welsh fucker shows up in my tent, <laughs> and uh, we basically ate steak and drank Fosters and was smoked cigarettes. Was he really cigarettes. grabbing your ass? Yes, he's totally grabbing my ass. That's and, pretty cool. And just before this picture was taken, the reason this picture was taken is this picture was taken on July 15th of 2002, which is Dr. Waters' wedding anniversary to me. Hmm. So we had been married for the day one, she hit it big. one year. It was our one-year anniversary. So when most people would be doing something with their wife on their one-year anniversary, I was at Laguna Seca prepping bikes for celebrities. That is the craziest. Right? I like, dig your Malaguna Superman shirt. spit that, curl. Yeah, right? You look like well, I'm, you I'm unsettled. It was about 110 degrees. We were all miserable. <laughs> it was about 110 years ago, apparently. Well, He's wearing yeah. a fucking sweatshirt. 2002. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is, yeah. yeah. Is his hair really that dark? I don't know if I've ever seen a picture yeah, well, of him. 2002. And, and there it is. So, um, we, And here's the thing is, remember in that picture that we're both the same age? Uh, yeah. And so... When this picture was taken, this picture was taken immediately after my wedding present or my anniversary present to my wife, which was where he called her. Uh, so, nice. you know, back then we had flip phones and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was, and we're bullshitting just, you know, you know, when you're guys, you hang out, you bullshit about motorcycles. Sure. I don't care who you are. We all love motorcycles. I'm sure he's fun to hang out with. Again, and he's had a whole shit ton of motorcycles. Yep. yep. So... We you, if you're listening, you're always welcome on the Cleveland Moto Podcast. Yes, for the record, Ewan McGregor, when you're done riding electric motorcycles north to L.A., <laughs> you can stop by Cleveland. Yeah, two yeah. weeks ago yeah. when we talked all that shit on you, that's right. fine. No, no. No, because we didn't. We didn't talk shit on the guys at all. It was, we talked shit on corporate America and Harley Davidson and, yeah. like, oh... You know. I will still live up to any statement. I did ride at the AM show. I did ride a Harley Davidson... Um, live wire? Live wire. Did mm -hmm. you? Yeah! It exists. Yeah. Oh yeah. In captivity, ball gag in its mouth, bolted to the floor. So yeah. Oh, how, it was how, bolted to the how floor. loud yes. is it? Yeah. Yes, it was. What, what are the noises? So you were like, like on a dinosaur. <laughs> That's so fucking cool. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> yes. Was it bad? Cool. I would have been more excited about having a fucking Makita in one hand and a goddamn Milwaukee <laughs> in the other hand and get to do a torque shootout at 24 volts. Than I was riding a so, goddamn thirty-two thousand dollars electric so what were we, toy. What were we yeah. saying on the way here? Harley, that 32. the live wire is going to bring a lot of people my age into Harley dealerships. Yeah, you know they're going to leave buying? the Harley dealership and go straight to the zero. zero That's exactly zero. what we were but, saying but, but, on the but, ride but down but here. They're oh, not they only coming it. out with the live wire. They're yeah. coming out with a bunch of other little shit. As luck would have it, I took pictures of them. They're not coming out with anything. Okay. They're not going to sell one of those. <laughs> no, there's not well, one. I can't. I'm not yeah. going to buy it. Yeah, did, was one My of buddy the, the electric bike with the, the half skateboard seat thing? Just stay Shit. sick. I mean, stay sick. Stay sick. Stay sick. Stay sick. Stay sick. Ah, oh, fuck. What? <clears throat> what? Electric motorcycles. Look at this Harley Electric. Thank you. Uh, maybe I'll look at other Harleys since I can't get the electric. That's all right. it's about. Uh, That's all it's about. And he's exactly right. Look gotcha. at Harley. He's exactly right. All yeah, it so, is. Well, you know, the sport, you know, I've never really looked. Top of the pyramid. Pass you know it around. It's derailing electric bikes. What? Pass it around. Buy an electric bike. Mm -hmm. That's the money. The money is Stay Sick. Stay Sick is a kid's balance bike. It's for children. That's pre, fucking insane. Pre-training wheels. 
It's an electric. It runs on a battery that fits in your Wait, Milwaukee. So I want my daughter to have bike. one right now. Hmm? It's a powered balance yeah, bike. Yeah, yes. Uh, it's activate. a balance bike. Oh, How many box. thousands of dollars is it? 500, 800 bucks. Oh. Unless you buy it at the Harley shop, That's in which case bad. it's black and orange. could be more. Wow. Um, that's but, fucking cool. Right. I don't care what anybody says. Have you ever heard of Infinto? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's yeah. cooler than Infinto. Oh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, when it comes to electric, you guys, we are living in the golden fucking age of electric motorcycles right now. Um, hang on to your ass. Like, because I, it's going to get really weird really fast. In like 40 years, yeah. I'm going to be like nostalgic about now because of how fucking cool electric bikes mm -hmm. look like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hang on to your ass. Hang on hang to your ass. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I'm electric bikes are impressive, but they're $3,400. So. Yeah. And I mean, for, the, for the price of a decent Infinto kit, you right. could have something like that. And, and do you know sweet. when they took the Stasic and they turned it into the Harley Davidson Stasic, mm. they renamed it the Iron E12. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't just fucking call it the Stasic that it was already. Yeah. It was okay. Now there's got to be a dick measuring contest with little tiny Iron. kids participating. They didn't call it the Sorry, Iron yeah. E883. Put that back that, in. Man. I mean, fucking just horseshit. Like, so um, for somebody for somebody who spends a lot of his day and pays a lot of his mortgage writing about Harley Davidson, yeah, I spend a surprisingly yeah. limited amount of time at the Harley Davidson dealership. Well, and the last time <laughs> I went, I had, you know, they were all pouncing on me because they were desperate to sell a bike. They were hungry because nobody is fucking buying new Harley Davidson. Because <laughs> you walked in and you were under seventy. Yeah, you weren't yeah. using a shirt. Nice shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had my Sperry's on. You might have a paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> little do they know. <laughs> so, so I come on. Uh, I write for Harley Davidson. So I sat on a I sat on a Sportster seventy two because uh, here's the thing with the seventy two. It's a really cool looking Sportster variant, but I know why they discontinued it because everybody like me who was interested in that bike said that's a really cool fucking bike. Hmm. I'm not buying one. I'm going to buy a Why? couple because of the pieces parts off Why? Because it actually smelled like hipster? Yeah. I mean, it literally, it, it was the <laughs> definition of hipster. So, so I was sitting on it, and I'm like, man, this is, I, I forget. Or no, I'm sorry. I sat on that, and then I went and sat on a, sat on a soft tail. And I mentioned something about how heavy the bike was. And the guy said, well, you know, that's because those Japanese bikes are all made out of plastic, and these are all made out of metal. And this is a dude that is my age saying this boomer wow. shit. Those spaceships and, are all made out of fucking carbon fiber. So I just looked at him, and I said... Are you aware that I do this for a living? <laughs> I would like to introduce you to the People's Choice Award winner for the 2017 Holy Daytona Bike Week. People's Choice, motherfucker. Uh, are you People's Choice, as the room takes a giant vomit in its own mouth. What? That, that looks like something. The that's, company a PT, that's a PT cruise. That is. It's. The front grille is uniquely Edsel-ish. Oh, my God. Or Bugatti-ish. Um, That's a fucking... No, Alfa Romeo. Alfa, Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Alfa thank that, you. That looks like a fucking... If a Minion cartoon on Facebook that your uncle posted was a motorcycle. Okay, so while we're oh looking at Oh, my God. This, look at that. Fuck. Oh, it just gets worse. We it just keeps getting worse. Oh so, um, by the way, this is a company called Q... Tech horrible. engineering. Uh, our uh, our Amer our customers, our <laughs> podcast listeners, can look it up at AmericanBikeAndTrike.com forward slash American forward slash Q forward slash Tech. Don't listen to what he's saying. Don't go to this website. Don't go to this website. Guys, it's been oh, cool. Wow. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. John's out. Quad conversion. My point is this it's is time how. Time to down on that cyanide this is capsule how I always keep under my tongue. In case you weren't sure. 
In case you thought oh. maybe, oh my god, just maybe, no. There was a shred of fucking dignity left in the world of Harley Davidson V Twins. How the I hell? Love the fucking rent to own wheels. Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> rent to own wheels. Yeah, it does have rent to own wheels. I have one on question. It. Yes, please. How is Can Am still in business? <laughs> How is Can Am? It's a Harley Davidson with what we're fucking, what we're all here having a problem with. Is a four-wheel Harley Davidson. How they, look at how they spelled mammoth. 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 Yeah, it's mammoth. Yeah. Mammoth. Mammoth. Yeah, mammoth. Yeah. So this is the not oh, look one. Look at the fucking look at the fucking Saturday night country cruising in front of the VFW trophies. They're oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, they've won at least three dollars worth of trophies. Three dollars. Yeah. Um, but anywho, mm, that's beautiful. What I would like to call to your attention is this. Is where this is where I saw a lot of people spending a lot of time at AIM because the average Harley Davidson. No, no. did it to a fat boy. Low. Don't Why? do that. No, don't do that. It's like the that's the coolest soft tail. It was. They did to it. It ain't um, no more. God damn it! You aren't gonna drag the bags. Hey, can at least. Your team, motherfucker. Yeah, I was about to say, these are your people. These are your people. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> <laughs> so the real deal, and and, oh, and this is that kind of thing God. that, wow. you know. You know, the servicar type the conversions car thing I don't hate. Fine. That's fine. Yeah, if that's fine. all they did, yeah, I hate these guys. I, yeah, I hate okay. the wheels. Again, rent to own wheels again. If you <laughs> pop that cap off, it's three different that bolt patterns disgusting. overlapping. I get that. Yeah. You're right. Look, but, but it's that, just this. Now, here's the thing. Oh, that's that's what I love is a positive offset on a wheel. They keep telling you that this is legal, but I got a problem with this because the second it has four wheels and they're far apart like those are, and we're going to post a picture of this in the show notes because it's just that fucking yeah, offensive it that it's proud to be brought to you by Cleveland Moto, the oh. people who've routinely made you throw open your mouth every week <laughs> yes. for 253 episodes. They say this shit's street legal. No, it's a fucking car, man. It's got four tires. It's got four wheels. It shouldn't exist on planet Earth without a goddamn airbag and a seatbelt. And a front license plate. And it a front exist. license plate. <laughs> you could have yeah. yourself a lot yeah. of words there, my friend. It should not exist on planet Earth. Right. And if you then look at this, which is the... Uh, well, you've turned your Harley into a quad runner. Yeah. You are street basically street-legal quad-runnering. I'm not sure if I should buy Stop. a Polaris quad, a jet ski... Or Harley Davidson. Yes. Yeah. You should yes. just buy this. Yeah. The only problem is it doesn't float. All of that. All I know of, of the above in that. I think we should test it and see if it floats. <laughs> yeah. And then Man. we got one oh. where it should be at the That's bottom of the fucking so river. Uh, if I were a law enforcement official still to this day, I would say that what Deadly you've done. Is <laughs> <laughs> I would say that what you've done is you've built a car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that the motor and the seat and the handlebars used to be on a motorcycle, you have definitely built yourself a car here. That's crazy. It's a self-manufactured car. Could you I get a car plate on instead of a motorcycle plate? Their statement is you, it is it's legal disgusting. in all 50 states as a motorcycle. Because you're starting with a motorcycle and you're molesting it. It's a conversion. Yeah. You could always convert it back. You could always convert it back. Yeah. Right. And it's like a motorcycle exactly. van. You could always take it's a motorcycle van, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Your training wheels off. Yeah. That just looks awful. Seriously. It is awful. That is the It's most... terrible. Oh, my God. It is awful. Seriously. It is the... You know what? Never in my life that. have I wanted to crash something as hard as I've wanted yeah. to crash this. And I don't want to just crash this one. I want to crash all of them. Like... 
This is a motorcycle that what I want to crash what are a you, lot. Q-Tech. Q-T-E-C. Q-T-E-C. Q-Tip. Q-Tip. It even has the bullshit things on the quad to keep you from running over your own stupid feet. I can't believe I haven't seen this. Yeah, well, you'd have to be at the Ames show in Columbus, Ohio wow. to see this piece of fucking awesome Americana. Wow. Mechanical reverse, clutch operated. Integrated four-wheel disc brakes, four adjustable preload shocks, rear or side dump exhaust, dual headlamps. <laughs> For the available options, chrome triple trees, HD style tour pack, oh and a tow God. hitch receiver. Because what makes this better is dragging your shit behind you with it. I am so bothered and gross. pissed off by the fact that this thing is on planet oh, Earth with us. That thing right there. Oh, God. It's just ugly on every level. And it is a Harley Davidson with four wheels. So it only caters to one group of people, dude. Yeah. The three wheelers I get, like, I'm not, well, that one, oof. The, uh, the, the Harley trikes I'm cool with because, uh,. Number one, I found out that... Um, but not the front trikes. The front trikes are weird. That's well, the front trikes at least kind of handle like motorcycles. give up whiskey and bourbon. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Will it fit up a wheelchair ramp? Nope. <laughs> no. So, no. Har- according to Harley-Davidson, no. the trike owners are the ones that put the most miles on their bikes. Really? And every every trike owner that I've met has been like a super old guy that yeah. cannot physically hold up a touring bike anymore yeah. and yeah. has been riding longer than I've been alive and can teach yeah, me a ton about it. motorcycling. So I will never talk shit on a Harley trike. Can he teach you a ton about motorcycling? Uh, Cavemen just... were not my source for like Moving learning else. shit. What I'm saying is that like what I mean by that is they're almost universally cool guys just because anybody, you can't completely suck if you've been riding motorcycles Ooh, for half a that century. Line. That's, I don't know. That's, that's Photoshop, motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same bike. That is the same bike Over. taken many, 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 many times. What are those wheels? I would garner that you could ride motorcycles for 20 years and not really know, be an expert motorcycle. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, you're totally replace, if you're repeating the same first year of motorcycling yeah. 20 times. Yep. But, yeah. in general, mm-hmm. old guys that are on uh, Harley trikes tend to be pretty cool people. Yeah. Because if they're that dedicated to it that they'll drop forty thousand fucking dollars to ride for another ten years, I can't hate on anybody for that. Is that crazy that the fourth wheel makes it so much worse? The, no, yes. it's the absolutely not crazy. So much worse. You're like three wheeler. So much worse. Okay, cool. But then you add the fourth wheel and you're just like, oh. no, dude, no, 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 God. no. That's it. That's not fucking your sister. That's fucking your brother. <laughs> You can kind of get away with fucking your sister. Ouch. I'm sorry, Nicole. <laughs> She's a lesbian. She doesn't want me anyway. But but fucking your brother is just fucking downright mean. Yikes. So and, a, so after yeah. seeing the four wheeled Harley Davidson, Phil, I have two questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> so the daughter goes up to her father down in West Virginia and says, "Daddy, I want the truck." He says, "Well, if you want the truck, you're gonna have to suck my dick." She's like. Ah, oh, Dad, not again. All right, fine. So she starts sucking his dick, and she's like. Dad, your dick tastes like shit. He's like, oh, that's right. Your brother has a truck tonight. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Ah, ah, okay. One, I was wow. going to be like, cross the line. You're not on brown liquor anymore. <laughs> but then it turns out the joke was so good, you get a pass. 
The high life. The, the joke, high life is doing the job. The joke was that fucking good. <laughs> the joke was so good that it gets an absolute pass. <laughs> I, I, I just rather talk about anything than <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> those Harley are. Whatever so, those yeah. are. It's so, awful. It's absolutely awful. Two, two questions yeah. after seeing the four Harley Davidsons. Yep. Uh, Number one, would you like to buy a Sportster? Number two, are you hiring? Because <laughs> oh I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so that's just it. And we have to acknowledge that, you know, as a riding community, the riding community is getting older. And that... Well, trikes are fine. I trikes? Just, again, yeah, okay. there's just... I get it. We all have a point where we're like, we're willing to do that, but we're not willing to do that. Um, I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. As meatloaf. <laughs> so... Succinctly said, um, but but just forgetting about all that and the palate cleanser, if we will. So, I have spent some time in the past few weeks riding around this BMW F seven hundred GS. That is very confusing to me, because it's a two thousand and seven BMW F, or sorry, two thousand and thirteen BMW F seven fifty GS. Wait, 700 or 750? Well, this is what's weird. It has 795 cc's. Two pistons? Do, dos pistones. Yeah. So it is a 2013, and it's an F700 GS, according to the numbers printed on the side of it. But I did check, and the motor has 795 cc's. Wouldn't hmm. that make it a... 800? 800. Even by like the most conservative game rounding up. Yeah. I mean, we all know Honda CB350s were like CB323s, right? And they rounded up to 350. 750s were like 736 or something like that. Right. Right. And they rounded up to 750. So when you got a 795, you'd round up to 800. Mm -hmm. No, 700. You round down 95 cc's. Was there an F800 at the time? There was. I'm so glad you asked. I'm so glad you asked because there was, in 2013, an F800 GS. Would you like to know what the differences were between these two bikes? Four cc's. Well, no, zero cc's. They were both identically 795 cc's. One had advertised as 80 horsepower, and the other had advertised as 75 horsepower. I'm not making this up, guys. This is real. That's a, that's a sizable difference. It's five horsepower. Fraction, but fractionally. Or percent. Per- yes, the number five is wider than the number one. I mean, when you're talking <laughs> sub 100 horsepower, five horsepower is a bigger difference than the difference between like 600 and 605 horsepower. Yeah, yeah. And that's like enough to like not anybody at this table, but there are people that would make a buying decision maybe based on that number. And mm. what's really crazy is. There was a price difference associated with these two motorcycles. Don't worry, it'll come up in a minute. Um, we're going to go ahead, because there's one in the room with us, right? Um, the, there's a motorcycle in the room with us, and I've had to figure out on many different levels why these bikes are so different and why it fucking matters, or does it matter, or is this just a weird, lame fuck around by BMW that can't get its head around its own fucking marketing department? So, is there, is there any like uh, tax break or any like weird laws in other countries about CCs or something? Yeah. Like, well, because remember the F650 GS from 2012 did not have a 650 cc motor. 
BMW has had its head so far its own up its own ass with CCs that we haven't known who to believe for a very long time. And I'm going to, when this gentleman brought this bike by to trade in, I kind of took a look at the bike, checked it out, kind of had fun with it. And the BMW, the 2012 BMW F650, would anyone like to guess how many cc's it had? Go ahead, John. 800. Yeah, 798. What? Oh, I know. 148 cc's wrong. <laughs> that was also a twin cylinder. It was the same engine. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, this is this is a two-cylinder 798. Because it goes they up. stopped making the F650 single. Single, exactly. But they didn't want to lose the market, so they keep <laughs> making it and... I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I picked out I, I picked out the pink lemonade natural light and Crump, and to saying... surprise to nobody, Crumpy's just he's just giving me that. Don't look. do it. No, Don't did do you it. try it yet? No, I'm, I'm sure it's this is one of those things that it's like. I may but Dan, not. naturally, Dan. I probably. Yeah, won't. there you go. Yeah, because Dan try knows some. what beer tastes like. <laughs> oh, and, uh, right. Oh, excuse I me. Don't. Yeah. Try it. Go ahead. Dan, Dan's right in there with the Woodford. I'm not mad at you. I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> You've let me down, Cam. You've let me down. And actually, Dan is somebody whose opinion I value, which well, I can't say for as many As well, people. you should. He knows more about beer than I do ever will. Oh, my God. It tastes like candy. Oh, God. Cotton candy. Up, Nick. <laughs> oh, God. Do you want to try some? Yeah. Get a glass. <laughs> yeah, kind of So we described it as being smarker smells like what ass. a beer Smell. smells like, what a beer tastes like if you melt a popsicle in it. So if you melt a popsicle in a beer, that's what that tastes like. Oh, God. And yet you, you oh, make that God. face, you make that noise, you'll drink 14 of them. Mm -hmm. I've had the Bud Light Orange. It's like Fanta. It's Fanta? <laughs> oh, my God. But well, it's delicious. That's the funny thing about it when you drinkable. start. That's the, that's it is the, drinkable. That's the dangerous thing about Four loco is when you're already drunk, it's just Hawaiian punch. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. And then you wake up the next thing. morning, and the only clue you have to where you are is that you have a receipt for a gas station three hours away and I sexual healing is downloaded on your phone. Your ass, I was going to say, that was the next, the next warning sign. This beer needs to be served on the rocks. <laughs> it needs to be served on the rocks. <laughs> this beer needs to be served on the rocks. I wasn't being presumptuous. By a small <laughs> Jamaican boy wearing an elephant costume, riding a unicycle, whilst playing with a Red Rider BB gun. If you yeah. went camping and you woke up with a condom hanging ass out of your ass, would you tell anybody? No! Want to go camping? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, remember at the end of the first Jackass movie where Ryan Dunn put the Hot Wheels car up his ass? Yeah. I'm on a skateboard for him, and that topic of conversation came up. Did you get a skateboard up your ass? No, but I went into great detail age. about um, how the car that they used for the, the Hot Wheels car up the ass stunt was mm. the... Uh, Hot Wheels 80s Chevrolet Corvette casting, the C4 Corvette casting, which is suppository shaped, does not have mirrors on it. Nope. Because oh. somebody was concerned about mirrors tearing yeah. up the ass. But there's two versions of that casting. One has the clamshell hood and one yep. doesn't. And right. had they used the earlier version with the clamshell hood, it could have been like It'd a wall anchor today. in his ass. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, when you try right. to hang a picture and you I put those I plastic could play things Eddie Murphy in the boogie in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is that Eddie Murphy? That is, is Eddie Murphy. Thank you he for coming to my TED Talk. very wonderful videos. He did. We talked about Hot Wheels a lot this week. <laughs> oh, that's right, because the hood opens well, like yeah, that. Yeah, the hood would have yeah. opened, yep. so it would have been yep. a wall anchor. Yep. It never would have come out. <laughs> it's like it a barb on a fishing It would have literally been like... He could have hung a fucking 70-inch flat screen on <laughs> right. that thing, and it wouldn't have budged. Barbed. 
<laughs> but thankfully they use the you version. You have a barbed penis? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, where were we? We were talking about BMWs. What know. the fuck is wrong with us? Twin. Twin. 800cc. So I've been riding this bike around for a little while. And it turns out I don't hate it. So um, I used to ride the F650 when it was actually 650cc. And that was a single. When there was truth in advertising. And there was a Rotax. Was it a single? Yeah. Okay, okay. There was a Rotax version of it. Yep. And then there was a Chotax version of it, like a Chinese mm -hmm. Kimco version of it. And then there's this um, 800cc 700, as opposed to the 800cc 650. Which I believe is mostly made in China. I'm sure of it. I'm absolutely certain of it. Um, but here's what I found was kind of interesting, is this bike, which was originally ten grand, and then through the BMW tax of heated grips... Mm -hmm traction control now i'm, I'm going to say this again this is a 2013 motorcycle that the option list was heated grips abs traction control tire pressure monitoring system built in mm -hmm. on the dashboard trip computer built in on the dashboard um electronically controlled suspension for comfort sport or regular normal um, all this shit was on the bike. Like, you could buy all this stuff. And it would bring the bike up to about twelve grand. But right now, we've got one over there with 15,000 miles on it. We'll sell you for six grand. Again, part of Cleveland, right? Uh, it's fucking fun. And you can reach down and hit the uh, anti-slip control, which is their version of traction control. Mm -hmm. Press and hold that button for like five seconds, and a yellow warning light comes up on the dashboard, and it wheelies awesome <laughs> it goes from being like completely you're not allowed to have any fun on this motorcycle very british very german german yeah to it wheelies almost as good as a versus Ooh. i mean it's a little longer the front wheel's a 19 inch it doesn't have that like instant like oh of a versus can, can we go can we go yeah. back to so the versus wheelies really easily oh the versus 650 is truly a pro gamer thing like Every, there was this thing years ago where every motor journalist, like every motorcycle journalist would ride all these exotic bikes, but they all had a band at 1200 in their garage. Like that was just the game. Like for 15 years, you'd go out and you'd ride all these, you know, Bomodas and all this like Benelli shit. And you had the most Camaro motorcycle because it was the most fun. Well, because a, a band at 1200 was just a fucking reliable, good does everything motorcycle. Yeah, it's Camaro. And you had all this <clears throat> fetishy shit you could ride every day of your job, but mm, you had abandoned at home. <clears throat> It'll always start. Yes. Yeah. And the Versys is, or Versus, depending on where you're from, the Versus 650 is one of those bikes that when you can, when you just go out and play on the bike, you'll find that whether it has a bunch of luggage on it, the V-Strom is very much like Oh yeah, I can do kind of anything. Um, you know, I'm a V-Strom. I can kind of be an off-road bike, or I can kind of be a street bike, or I can kind of be a touring bike. I'm a V-Strom. I'm Suzuki's unkillable best V-motor ever. I'm mm -hmm. an SV650 with a longer wheelbase and a very heavy front wheel, and maybe I can put knobbies on. The Versus is like a Jack Russell Terrier hmm. of a motorcycle. Versus a like, when you ride them, they're just like, hey, want to go do dumb shit? Let's go do dumb shit. Do it. 
Right. Mr. Kawasaki here has never even sat on one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, the, so the Versus 650 yeah. is still that that uh, still that V twin. It's parallel twin. Oh, oh so it's, it's parallel. parallel twin, and it's the parallel twin that Kawasaki likes to put in everything. They okay. put it in a Vulcan. Okay. They put it in a Ninja. They put it in every goddamn thing. The SB650 is a V twin, though, right? It's no, it's a parallel twin. They put in their light super sport whatever. The W is a three sixty. They have zero turn motors with motors with this motor in it. I probably, bet you they do. Probably. And but it's a fun bike if you haven't ridden one. Go ride a Versus six fifty because they are silly, <laughs> and their rev limiter is like at sixteen thousand or some nonsense. Like they just let them run out, whereas any other parallel twin or like the BMW really doesn't want you to go above. 10,000 and the NC 700 XTV that was like 7,000 5,400 yeah wow that's what I diesel thought. baby I was, it's half of a Honda I was Camaro for that thing until I rode it and, and then you were like, like wow uh, Honda uh, I want nothing to do way with to this. take the fun out of a motor Sheesh. the CTX and the NC you know all of those flat 700s um, flat is the right word for them they do get remarkable mileage like but I give a fuck about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to remind you, I did choose to ride a motorcycle today, so fuck your mileage. Right. Uh, yeah, they. When Greta, you Greta, yeah, get Greta whatever the fuck her name from the Netherlands. Ride that shit for <laughs> fucking ever, I, and yeah, you could probably put ten million miles on what it. What kind of mileage could you get on it? On which one? The the CTX. The CTX. I'm gonna guesstimate. It's probably realistically close to 70. Wow. Yeah. For a 700? Yeah. Holy shit. If you tried. Yeah. The BMW gets 48. Mm-hmm. Reasonable. For yeah. 795cc. Mm-hmm. And the Versus will supposedly get 50, you know, 50-ish. Yeah. But nobody ever knows because nobody's ever ridden a Versus sensibly. Mm-hmm. You get on a Versus and you're just like, the Versus has that like first gear, second gear, like, hey, you want a wheelie? I like to wheelie. We like to wheelie. Want a wheelie? Let's wheelie. Mm-hmm. We like to wheelie. It yeah. does that better than a KLR. So like the KLR is very much, everyone loves the KLR for being the KLR. It's, it's not great at any one thing, but that makes it great at many, many different things. The Versus is like, imagine if the KLR spent all of its time just tweaking the fuck out. <laughs> if a KLR just went, you know what? We're not even going to pretend to go off-road anymore. We're going to specialize in getting you to work as in, instead silly. Of, instead of, like, the farthest the KLR ever went off-road yeah. was a kegger under a railroad trestle. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... The KLR is that kind of thing, like it's just like the great utility player that does everything. Where the it's versus... kind of work to do a, a wheelie on a KLR. It's yeah, like it, exactly. You're not just going to whack the throttle no, and it's no. going to stand up on you. It's, right. It's... Whereas the versus, <laughs> you've already let the clutch out. You've already let the clutch out. Right. You've made the mistake of turning your throttle down a little bit. Because the guy pulled out in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now the guy that pulled out in front of you is really cane in it. You preloaded your front suspension. So you're like, I'm going to catch that fucker. So you crack it. And now when you crack it, you can't see the road anymore. Because all you can see is the gas tank that's about to hit you in your nose. Mm-hmm. That's the way the Versys suddenly delivers mystery wheelies out of nowhere. 
And every time I've written a verse thesis, no matter who owns it or who I'm borrowing it from or if it's my own, it always makes me go, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Sorry, man. I didn't mean to do that in front of you, officer. It's just I can't not wheelie this fucking bike. Officer, so, you try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Look, I know you want to cite me for that, but if you can ride this bike without doing some wheelies, gratuitous wheelies, I applaud you because... Yeah, the Versus is a silly bike. Uh, I will always be drawn to them. As much as I had a strange relationship with KLRs for many, many years, and I still kind of do, the Versus is more of an unreliable friend. Um, it's that guy who's just going to be like, I don't know why he punched him all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what happened, but he punched that guy, and he doesn't normally punch people. The Versus does that. And the Versus is annoying enough to have an eco mode. There's just this weird little triangle-shaped light on the dashboard that lights up every once in a while when it rewards you for being economically friendly or ecologically friendly. Nice. It says ECO on it. It's just a dumb little part segment of the LCD screen that occasionally I'll look down and I'll see this little eco is illuminated. Oh, make that go out. Right. Oh, exactly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not riding right. You weren't doing enough wheelies. That's fucking hilarious. Like, it is literally like my wife's car when it tells you that you need to upshift now when meanwhile you know that's totally not the right time to upshift. Yeah. The eco is the opposite of that. It's like, hey, you're boring. Do it. <laughs> so your job is to keep Get that eco it. light out all the goddamn time. The, the Corvette has one of those, and it's a big arrow, and it's lit up all the time. You can't huh? always want you to upshift. Oh, yeah, 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 because you're not in 23rd gear yet. Yeah. So yeah, that's the so this F seven hundred GS I've been playing with. That looks good. It's a and uh, the coloring scheme is great um, because they didn't want to admit that they were um, aiming this at the ladies. Would you like to read what color the gray is? The gray that my bike is. What color is that? Oh god. Dine. Oh wait, masculine ostra gray. Shut the fuck up. There's a lot of words. It's not ostra gray metallic. Metallic masculine. Masculine ostra gray. It's masculine ostra gray, as opposed to red apple metallic. How can it be dynamic glacier silver? How can it be both metallic and metallic? Most BMW shit I've ever heard. Well, you can go and look at one. There's there's one in my showroom. It's a handsome looking bike. That is all of the masculines, ostras, and grays, metallic matte and dynamic glacier silver gray. doesn't matter. Um, my point is... For when you want to cosplay, like you go on adventures on your I've bike. been riding this stupid thing around, and it turns out that using... Letting it be in um, safe mode is no fun whatsoever. I've never had anyone slap my hand for trying to wheelie a bike so abruptly as this motorcycle. Hmm. This motorcycle is straight up Mr. No Fun. But you can turn that off. Okay. And there are motorcycles that I will tell you, like the new Zero SRF, do not ever take it out of traction control mode. Do not ever turn traction control off because, one, you can't handle that. Yeah. Two, you will be murdered by that motorcycle instantly. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one, yes, turn it off immediately. Turn it off immediately. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. fun. Yeah, this one is not quite... You know, it has the 19-inch front wheel. Uh, it doesn't like to just throw the front wheel into the air as wildly as the Versus does. But it is hmm. remarkably un-BMW-like when you disengage some of the safeties. Um, kind of fun. Two things. Yeah. One, 
That is the most rectangular windshield I have ever seen in my entire life. Yes. Yes, that's a parabellum windshield. It is 37 feet tall. Wow. Yes, yeah. uh, it is. It is. Uh, it is. I didn't know that you could build a windshield that tall yeah. without some other sort of support. And it doesn't taper at the no. end. It's just square. No, it's just a fucking giant Pez yeah. decanter. It's a Pez dispenser <laughs> well, on the front amazing. of the motorcycle. It's a giant monolith that you're riding behind. And as it turns out, at 95 miles per hour, it is perfect. <laughs> uh, that motorcycle, I. Put it on 71 South, mm -hmm. I set my wrist for 95 miles an hour and just went with it. And that windshield is actually... Is that what you rode to aim? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and like I always ride a, some variety of bike down there, and uh, this year it was that bike. Mm -hmm. And the irony is the only reason I didn't take the Multistrada was because the Multistrada has like the little short factory windshield on it, and I knew we'd be getting rain. So I was like, well, if I'm going to be getting rain anyway, I'll just take the bike that has the tallest fucking windshield. If I would have known that you were setting such a pace, I would have maybe figured I out did this to... on Thursday morning. Mm. So if you would have been willing to... Oh, you don't work. Oh, yeah, fucking it. You, you don't work. work. <laughs> My second point is it is matte, but not metallic. Yes, it is matte, but not metallic. But Thank it you. says right. metallic matte. It does. And, so, and so I have never, I've never, I've never met never, this metallic I've never man, heard you know. that. I've never even heard that before. Right. But I'm sure he's quite a punk rocker. So I have to, I have to tell you real quick about uh, when I met Yelena for the first time. Yeah. It was delightful uh, at Moonglow. Yeah. Um, she shook my hand and said, wow, your hands are very soft. I said, yeah, I'm a journalist. I fuck around a lot. Oh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a journalist. <laughs> That's pretty good. I I shook a guy's oh, hand yesterday. A it was a, I sold him a bike and I shook his hand. And when I shook his hand, I was like, I felt like I'd been handling a fish. I'm moist. Like, <laughs> moist. I just never like I forget all the time. Like my hands do horrible things. My yeah, no, check, I, check I, it out. Dry. This is this sort of dry. journalist handshake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're. It's like it's like in it's um it's, it's like in it's a mice and men when he puts his right hand in the glove. That's yes, what's shaking my hand with lotion. That's when what my Curly hand keeps feels his like. Hand nice. uh, I have um, carpenter's hands. They're yes, like dry as fuck. We used to know a guy named Joey Roughhands. And imagine how <laughs> shut the <laughs> fuck up. Roughhands. Imagine how <laughs> rough your hands need to be right now. That you can be called Joey Roughhands. And I'm gonna from, go get the papers. Get the papers. <laughs> and he was from North Carolina, I think. He was from. Uh, yeah, he was like Chapel Hill. He was a Chapel Hill guy. Mm -hmm. And I got introduced to this guy. He's like, hey, this is Joey Roughhands. And I shook his hand and I was like, fuck! <laughs> splinters! I got I splinters from your fucking hands. It was the roughest hands I'd ever fucking mm -hmm. met in my life. My brother Dave, UPS yeah. driver. Yeah. Never wore gloves. Yeah. Handling cardboard. Cardboard all day long. Uh, all day, yeah. yeah. His hands look like the bottom of an old woman's feet or something. I mean, like They're they like turtle just, shells. Oh, oh, just cracked. Just, just like, yeah. just Wow. Like, Cardboard's a cruel. I have some kind of a disease. It's you have some kind of a disease. It's just dry. You do have very dry, extraordinarily dry hands. Very dry You have a lifeline and several other adjacent lifelines. Yes. Yeah, a palmist would have a hard time with you. Yeah. Yeah. I realized at some point when I turned fifty years old, I was like, "Why do I always look like I just got out of the hot tub?" Nick, you're an engineer. You work for a living. Let me see what a mouse hand feels like. A mouse hand. These are fiat hands. Fiat hands. Yeah, it's a really weird. So your your hands are pretty soft, but you got that computer mouse. 
Yeah. See, since I'm a journalist and I fuck around, I go to a coffee shop and I use the little nubbins on the keyboard. John's oh, almost yeah. looked like he's been oh, soaking in brake parts. Like, like my middle <laughs> finger on my right hand is really <laughs> rough, like right yeah. there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just, but the rest of it is just, just one. like a baby. Here's the thing, yeah. though, is I don't actually do any work at all. Yeah, so. you're an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> But like I said, that mouse, you got that, you wear that grid off your mouse. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where yeah, the hell are you seeing KT? Yeah, exactly. Hey! hey. Uh, What's that? Oh, no. Just picker changed. Oh, shit. Sorry about that. I know that's your wife. Yeah, I, that is my wife. No. That's Dr. Waters. Yeah. And, some, and we were Sushi? eating a, a giant, no, that was a giant seafood boil mm. um, from Cinque Terre uh, yeah, in, uh, yeah, basically all crawfish. Um, in Italy, when you go there in the winter time, it's whatever they drag out of the water. I love and it. And it's just all weird yeah. bugs. And it's just they take all these weird bugs and they put them in boiling water and kept keep adding ingredients wow. until you. I'm an Italian citizen, so I can tell you that Cinque Terre means five, five lands. Five lands. No. It's like going to five different countries mm -hmm. on one. You're an Italian citizen. I am an Italian citizen. For real? Mm, man. I went to Did a shoe show over there. You have like dual citizenship? I have dual citizenship. Yeah, impressed. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know. So I went when to a he shoe gives show up on this whole American thing. So when are you going to make us some food, Nana? Fuck I don't out. know how to cook. <laughs> I don't know how to speak Italian either. What the Christ? <laughs> I ran into a Japanese girl at the wasabi restaurant today. She couldn't read what was on the side of my hearse. Man. I know. Damn. I know. She was like, oh, that kanji is very hard. I have no I was idea. like, I've well, never said like, that about English. They have so many different <laughs> There's dialects. thousands of fucking... Crazy. Oh, that crazy. English is very hard. Yeah. You even English is one. Close you have one English. 26 letters versus thousands of unique yeah, characters. Thousands. I'm going to give her a pass on yeah, this one. Yeah, no doubt. Me too. As someone who flunked out a Japanese one in college, I can tell you. Uh, again, there's a hell of a long distance between Japanese one and Japanese two. Yeah. Japanese one is all about like, I think I'd like to learn some Japanese. Japanese two is like... Yeah. Oh, wow. You made it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Good for you. Mm. Yeah. That's the only Japanese I know. More than I know. That and stuff from old uh, car commercials. I think mine is Korean. Imishime Tapoje Dao. Amagato Rabato or something? Domi We ain't even to start on that one. Domi Arigato Gojiro. That's it. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. So anyway, but back to the stupid stuff. Um, oh look, that's the that's the original that's uh, that, that that the first Motoguzzi was made on. Really? Yep. Jeez. Wow. You got it. That's super that cool. is cool. I was in the workshop where they built the very first ever prototype number one 1921 Motoguzzi. And is that, that a turbo? That is a uh, that is a turbo in a uh, Motoguzzi that never saw production. Ah. Uh, we got to go to some really cool stuff when we were in Italy, and uh, there's a Motoguzzi museum. But there's this thing that is like down the street, around the block from the Motoguzzi Museum, which is the actual building where the first Motoguzzi ever mm. was put together. So hmm. cool. And I got to strike the wow. original anvil wow. with the hammer that the guy like used. used What's the coolest motorcycle oh. brand ever, and why is it Motoguzzi? <laughs> yeah, exactly, why is it right? Motoguzzi? Yeah, um, where is the Motoguzzi? It's in Mandela Deloria, so it's northern Italy. Okay. It's on Lake Como, mm -hmm. and it's a it's a weird little factory that they put in a place that would be really hard to bomb. Yeah, because the guys who ran the company, the guys who created the company, were all World War One pilots. Mm -hmm. So they were like, you know, we're going to buy some property. What's hard to hit? <laughs> what do you got around here that's hard to bomb? Oh, we're on the lee side of this mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah that seems yeah. like a good place to put a factory. Almost impossible to hit with a bomber, and yeah, they did manage to survive. 
anybody who loves World War II history shit knows that we dropped so much ordnance on Italy. It was like, it was offensive how, many, how much we dropped on Italy. Because it was like, we could have bombed Germany that hard, but for some reason, no, <laughs> Italy. Like, dude, you got in bed with the wrong guy. Like, nobody ever, ever should have seen it coming like Mussolini. He fucked his whole country over in that deal. Like, it's okay. We're going to be friends. It's going to be cool. We're going to make friends with this guy. He's an okay guy. He's all right. He's, <laughs> he's all right. Weird mustache. He's good it's dude. okay. You'll get over it. He's good dude. Right. Yeah, he's Look, like that one guy. It's like... Good people. He's, he's clearly going to win. <laughs> really, like, you're right, though. Like, Hitler is like the ultimate friend of a friend guy. Like, when you, like, your friend <laughs> oh, brings God. over somebody that they used to know. Yeah. That they haven't, like, <laughs> been, that, that, like, they're tight with, but you don't know. And you're like, oh. why is this dude in my house? Right. Well, it's going to be good for us, I swear. It's going to be good No, this guy's cool. Like, no, he's pissing in my kitchen sink. Again. If the Japanese hadn't fucked up, the Japanese fucked up when they attacked Pearl Harbor. Here we fell away. We were perfectly happy. Yeah, that's true. Not my fucking problem. Not my fucking problem. Not my fucking problem. Now it's my fucking problem. Now it's my fucking problem. Oh, you... Oh, really? You can't fuck with my resort. Yeah. And that's... So we're going to destroy the... Int- so what? this is what... So we, somehow we think- Guzzi survived World War II. Yeah. I don't know how. But they did. Because they picked the right spot. They did. Exactly. The coolest right. thing about Moto location, Guzzi, though, location, is location. if you buy, like, an $8,000 yeah. Triumph motorcycle, yeah. it's not made in the same place the old ones were. If you buy an $8,000 Scrambler Ducati... Yeah. It's not even made in Italy. No, no, not even close. If you buy an $8,000 Moto Guzzi, it's, it's made, made where Moto Guzzi's have been made. Yeah. It's That's made by the rad. same guy. That's That's by the same guy. <laughs> yeah, I've met him. That's the coolest shit I've ever. Want I've met him. That one, that one is rad. I've She's been in the sexy, factory. Right? I love that bike. The Moto Guzzi factory is one of those places where when you're in there and you're kind of like, you realize that nobody's swept since 1951. <laughs> That's wow. so fucking cool. Like, Nobody's ever cleaned the factory. Did you like immediately want to go out and get like Moto Guzzi tattooed onto your body? Oh, it was one of these. It was one of those moments where when you're walking around, I've toured a lot of different factories, including Piaggio's factory. It's it's sterile. It's they build things there. It's whatever. But going into the Moto Guzzi factory was just like meeting 112 people who are just like you, and who are just like, hey, we're going to have lunch right now. Do you like drinking? You're like, I love drinking. Were you guys drunk when you built my bike? Tell me about yeah, it. That's so interesting. And the sad shame of it was is when you went there, you had already pretty much decided you weren't going to. Continue. We'd already quit. We'd already quit. So we'd yeah. already quit, and I had to have a heart-to-heart conversation with uh, with the guy that led us around. And I was just like, dude, I gotta, I gotta let you know that as much as I love the bikes, we can't be a dealer anymore. Like, there's, there's this thing. It's like I love them, but it's just like we always joke about dating a stripper, like. You love you love aspects of it, but you realize it's bad for you, mm-hmm. right? And like a lot of things. And if I wanted to keep my business, I couldn't keep being a Moto Guzzi mm. dealer, right? Like there was a point where the passion and the numbers were head to head with each other. They were at odds. And he said the same thing. Pretzi, the guy that led us around, he just said, he goes, look, he goes, you got to say, you can love, you can love the bike. You don't have to love the company. And I went, that is more important than you could imagine. Like, that idea. 
is you can love the bike, you can love the spirit, you can love everything, but not love the company. And honestly, I don't have a problem with the company. I have the problem with the way the company is being run here in America. I was, right. was going to say, yeah. I don't want to get too inside yeah, yeah, baseball, yeah. but your problem yeah. isn't even Moto Guzzi no, globally. No, it's Moto Guzzi no. USA. No, the sales I, network. Yeah. yeah, I got to hang out with the guys in Italy, and yeah. they were all super cool. Yeah, They were all great. Like They were all totally like, yeah, this is, you know, we dig you, we dig what you're doing. Like, I'm not one of those yeah. travel people. Yeah. I've never gotten, like, there, there's people that I call, like, ex, like experientialists. They'll, like, they'll call you a materialist, but, mm -hmm. like, all they ever talk about is all the places they visited. Yeah. And to me, it's like, if I'm going to spend, like, 3500 bucks, I'm going to make, like, my day-to-day -day nicer. Yes. I'm going to get, Absolutely. like, a nicer couch. Yeah. Or, like, move into a nicer place or whatever. Yeah. So I've never really, like, traveled that much yeah. internationally. Yeah. Your trip that you made yeah. is exactly like one of the three places in the world that I would Imagine if visit. you could go somewhere and somebody was going to pay for half of it. Right? Yeah. So somebody was going to straight up pay for seven days. Food, clothing, shelter, whatever. Antarctica, here I come. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so for the first seven days, Piaggio USA paid for me and Renee to go there and we ate in castles and shit and like they really did fucking wine and dine the fuck out of us but then that plane ticket's paid for so then I just had to fly my wife in there mm -hmm. and tell Piaggio I'm not coming back on Friday I'm coming back 13 days later yep. so we just stretched our trip out and since it yep. was March you know or you know March anyway there wasn't a lot of problems with you know uh, tourism yeah. it was pretty cold mm -hmm. so but we got to do all this cool shit and so Italy is a really cool place if you like motorcycles. I'm sorry, is that an Ape fire truck? That is an Ape yeah, that's cool. 18. That is, yeah, Damn. so that is an Ape. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah, there's that a lot of that so shit. charming. Yeah. When, when I was that's in, the castle we ate dinner in. Oh, God. <laughs> when I was yeah. in middle school, I, I went to Italy, and I, I actually went to the Piaggio Museum. Oh, and, wow. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever that yeah. I could see the, like, the, the wooden... Yeah, form of the yes. casting of the cylinder head on my Vespa Grande moped. Yes, uh, and they have a giant Vespa. They have a Vespa that's yep. at least yep. sixteen feet tall. Jesus. So that's to scale. The company right. that I used to work for before I was a stay-at-home dad started in nineteen thirty-two here in Ohio. Wow! And the factory floor is where our offices are now. And seriously, like you can see a boot print. In the floor, the wooden floor yeah. of the guy. Oh, pressed man. the machine wow. over and over, and he and wore a fucking, fucking hole in the floor. And there is a there is a boot print so right there. That. Where Can he's amazing. Every single are you, day. Are you comfortable cool. telling us what the company was or used to be? Yeah, here? it's Rocky Brands down in wow. Nelsonville, Ohio. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, really just cool, north man. of so Athens. Cool. And yeah, it was, it was sweet. It's, it's the yeah. same same idea. Yep, yep, absolutely. It's so cool to like think about like uh, like listening to like old air tracks. Like, do you ever listen to old like? If you go on YouTube, you can find people that like either recorded like old bits of television commercials okay. from like yeah. a certain date and time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they had it on an old VHS, yeah. and they decided to digitize it and throw it on YouTube. Wow. Or like old radio air tracks from like their mixtapes they would make for their <laughs> girlfriends or yep. whatever. And like you can listen to it, and it's like so weird to be in that time period for. 30 seconds a minute 90 seconds whatever yeah and it's just and like that boot print it's that was just our amazing whole environment the whole thing yeah. was the factory that was yeah. there forever like i'm I using love, the computer yeah. here or doing like you know i'm doing my job but like this was somebody's job to just sit there and just press sit that there and do that fucking day floor. and it literally wore a, a inch and a half into a wood floor yeah that's, That's so cool. crazy. Yeah. In a well, in a hundred years, people are gonna look at my in the building that I'm in, and they're gonna see, wow, 
this guy had his elbow resting <laughs> on this table. They're gonna, exactly. they're gonna, that's what I was saying earlier. They're like, they're going to look at your old, com- they're going to blow the dust off your old computer keyboard and go like, wow, the F, U, C, and K keys Why are really so glossy. <laughs> they're going to empty out disgusting. the keyboard. They're going to turn the keyboard upside down and whack the oh, back of it and just, God. how many years of Panera are going to fall oh, out of that clone keyboard? you based on your DNA. Oh, God. oh, that's it. Anybody got anything else? Yeah, that's it, man. Nope. It's a podcast. It's what we do. Hell yeah. It feels like a podcast. It's, it's kind of weird. You know, it's kind of creepy. Uh, hey, we are still looking for anybody who wants to submit artistic uh, submissions. Uh, Greg, we seriously... I've been putting it out on on Instagram and yeah. Facebook. Yeah, you nailed it. And you, you've given us some amazingly cool shit. Holy um, shit. So, one of the things I will share is... When, regarding the SRF, the electric motorcycles. Oh, yeah. So you come up with, like, like literally reverse engineered from shit left behind by aliens. <laughs> yeah. As much as when Renee opened up that email, she didn't get it. And I was like, that actually is brilliant. You got it. <laughs> I loved it. And what was funny is on the podcast, yeah. uh, immediately following that, yeah. you said, oh, this is hilarious. And I heard Johnny Mac give it a, a solid meh. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel the same way. Like, that was a half-done joke. And it doesn't express, like, my Moto Cleveland. That. But, like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know. Right. It's, it is funny. It is, it is hilarious. shooting shit from every angle. About me, but it's kind of um, tough. Tough. tough, <laughs> tough oh, yeah. No, yeah. I love it. No. It's a tough room. That's where I was at, too. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. So if anybody has anything else, reach out to us. If you got some artistic submissions for Cleveland Moto, like what do you think Cleveland Moto should be? Do you have like the ability to have like a pen and paper and maybe take a picture of it with your phone? That will work. Uh, send us some shit because we're trying to up the game around here. We're trying to make ourselves look a little bit more than a bunch of guys sitting around a plastic table with a, a bunch of disposable. Hey, there's, there's, there's like a thing over the table. Yeah, there's a cloth. literally he put a, a, cloth down. a 1960s picnic blanket on top of the table. So that's about what we got. Oh, uh, unless you got something else, man. I think we need to ride fast and take chances. No Komodo wouldn't let me play us out. It was fucked up. Yeah, yeah, that was rad. Press the fucking button. All right. We got it. We got that one. Let me get this one too, because this one's still going. Oh, it's a late hit. It is late hit. 